Looking mighty different these days. Man, I swear things done change. Picture me rolling with a rose gold frame. We can take the money, but we don't need the fame. And we don't want the pussy if she don't got a brain. Man, I swear things done change. Picture me rolling with a rose gold frame. We can take the money, but we don't need the fame. And we don't want the pussy if she don't got a brain. Pharaoh, Pharaoh, Pharaoh skin, angels in my heroin. Lost it for a minute, then I turned it to a couple wins. Hold up, grow up, blow up in the light, blind and caroling. Christmas carols perishing, age of Aquarius. Turn a barricade into a burning barrel riding. For true shit, they've been hiding. It's amazing what we up against. Back against the wall, I start swinging for the outer fence. Pitching ideas that can get all of my niggas rich. Yeah, Richie, Richie, Rich. Power from the stars, ooh, yeah. Some 50 shit, money talk, ooh, Chris, y'all, fuck the bickering, no free game, who the fuck is you playing with, blacker than the wire, eyes full of wildfire, save the trees so that we can continue to get higher with, you admire this, don't be hating, don't you run on this, you just fuck her for five minutes, call it selfish dick, me, I take her mind, mold it, and inspire it, tell her she's oh. a queen, not some mother bitch on other shit, okay. she let me ride her mothership, platinum plus membership, <laughs> Take her to a planet, granted, she always remembered this. Name it, claim it, speak it to existence, sit and watch that it come. Shower me. you with everything I got until my time is done. Yeah. I be on a run, I'ma run it with the breezy feet. Hey. Easily, hey. you see, I'm hey. elite level, hey. you cannot reach. Hey, truths. <laughs> hey, that shit go, I fuck with that song. But yeah, man, we got another good episode featuring Trues, dog. A reoccurring guest. I got an interview with him on YouTube. Make sure you go to my YouTube page and, you know, subscribe to the page. We got some good content on there, man. But I ain't going to talk your head off. Let's get on with the episode. Mic check, mic check. Another episode of Sit Down with Slim. We got a reoccurring guest. Trues Nation in the house. Two-timer. <laughs> Two-time sit-down champ. How you been, bro? I've been good, bro. Just chilling, man. Working hard. You've been making working. moves. I've been seeing it. I've been noticing. Yeah, a little, little bit here and there, getting ready for the album. You See, know? I didn't even know you was dropping nothing new. What you dropping? Man, I've been working on this joint. I don't want to release the title because I don't want nothing to change. But uh, I don't know. I, I I finished it like a month and a half ago. It's produced by, I think, I, no, I mentioned it last time we talked, as a matter of fact. Produced by my homeboy, Chris Huggins, the whole joint. Oh, okay, okay. Him, you did mention something about it. But I yeah. wasn't finished then. You know what I mean? It was yeah. like still cultivating. But um, yeah, it's done. I just got to shoot the cover and then I'm off to the races and going to be out here. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was, um, bro, I actually had a conversation with somebody. And, uh, well, first, rewind. First, I was talking to Maine about something. Me and Maine was shooting something for somebody. And Maine was like, man, bro, you ain't did an interview with no artist in a long time. What you got going on? And I said, bro, I'm going to be 100% honest with you, dog. Ever since I did that interview with Trues, mm. I don't even want to do no interviews with artists no more. Oh, damn. Why you Bruh, say that? I did. I did. I probably did we two more. about a lot of stuff, too. Yeah. Bro. I did like two more interviews after the one I did with you, and I didn't put neither one of them out. Damn. It's just, it's hard talking to artists, dog. It's, it's what you, it's probably what you were saying on our first joint, and it's kind of what what my response to it was too, like we were talking about uh entitlement and stuff like that. Yeah, that's exactly what it that was. That feeling and I <laughs> and, and I feel like I was having this conversation with somebody today, like about who I am. Like I'm trues, but I've been trues before I was rapping. Like 
Mm-hmm. You know, I had trues on the back of my shirt uh, when I played for Murphy Middle. You know what I mean? In basketball. So I've been that guy ever since. So it's like when I come and sit down, I sit down as me. I don't yeah. sit down as it's somebody else. Yeah, man. See, and that's the problem I be having with artists. It's like, ah, oh, bro, like. Can we please not just do this persona shit right now? Can we just talk about a topic? Yeah, yeah. It's hard, man. It's hard, yeah. Because that's what I like to do. I like to have a podcast about a topic. And, of course, we're going to talk about you along the way because it's going to be an interview. I'm going to set it up like an interview. But with most artists, they just feel like they have to put on this persona. Yeah. And it's... It's like a mixtape drop. They do mixtape drops all the time. Yeah. Yo, you know, it's the kid... You know what I mean, like you know, like stuff like that. So it's like we don't we don't always gotta do that, you know. So I don't know. I feel you though. I'm with you. I mean, I understand. That's a big. That's props. You know what I mean. I respect that too. You know, yeah. That means a lot to me, bro. So then I think it was like a coincidence. Um, the next day I was talking to a podcaster out of the uh, DMV area, and um, he was telling me. I don't know, we was talking about podcasts and then we got to talk about music because I think one of his family members does music. And yeah. he was like, yeah, I just, I don't understand. Like, it's just way easier for like a rapper to blow up than a podcaster. So I don't, I really don't know what they be doing. Mm. And I was like, nah, I, I, I disagree with that. No. And we had a long conversation about it. And afterwards, that's when I wrote you on IG. I was like, yeah, Yo, you're, you're the perfect it. person to yeah, talk yeah, about yeah, that yeah, topic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I was, I liked it too. I was like, when you told me, I was like, all right, yeah, let's get busy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and this is a whole different vibe. Uh, than the last time, so I, I respect that. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready to go. But yeah, uh, what you think about that though? That uh, that is uh, easier for a rapper to blow up than a podcaster. Yeah, he said especially nowadays where all you have to do is upload music on SoundCloud, and he feels like if the product is good, then boom, you instantly catch on. Why do people feel like that? I, I I'm gonna answer the question, but why do people feel like if you just do this and do that, this will happen? <laughs> I think it's one of those things where it's like from the outside looking in, yeah. it seems that way, but that's not necessarily the case. Yeah, like, well, we're not baking cakes here. We don't have this thing where we're like two teaspoons of this and one drop of vanilla abstract and 20 minutes in the oven. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it ain't like that. That 20 minutes in the oven for somebody is an hour and a half in the oven. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? For some people, it's five minutes in the oven. It's like, and then location, location, location. We learn that in what economics. Yeah. So we talking about business, which is what we doing is selling our art. Economics, location, location, location. Yeah. Then they say, well, the internet allows you to do this and do that. All right. How do you touch somebody in New York that never heard of you? You got to put some what behind it? Some money, right? Yeah. You got to put money behind it. Now, location, location, location. Let's take the city that we in, Augusta. It's money out here, but it ain't our money. You know, it ain't like, you know, we in Atlanta and then we can go grab a job uh, paying like 15 an hour. You know what I mean? Unless you work in the factory jobs or them plants and then you working 60 something hours a week and you ain't got time to do nothing. 60 at the least. At the least. So we can't even have our leisure dedicated to music and funded. So we have to really hustle. So our 20 minutes in the oven is probably longer. And obviously it's longer because if not, we would have had somebody pop. Uh, I have brought up TK. I don't know if you've seen, uh, I put something on social media about TK. Mm-hmm. And like these niggas had stopped me. Quick stories, very relevant to what we're talking about. Niggas stopped me in the middle of the street. I walking down Broad Street doing my thing one Friday night. 
by myself, solo dolos. How I do it nowadays is very peaceful. And then the dude, he came up to me and was like, yo, you choose, right? And I'm like, yeah, you know, you're shaking my hand mad hard, too. He's taller than me, too. I'm not that tall, so I'm yeah, just Yeah, I like, seen him at Lime, like, not too long ago. You know what I mean? So I'm like, shaking my hand. He got the tight grip, and he was like, yo, yo, you out here. I love the fact that you out here by yourself. You supposed to be with TK at right now. And, like, niggas don't know the logistics of why that ain't there. But, like, I grew up with cash. You know what I mean? I knew, I knew of them. Mm-hmm. I know the deals that they signed to get to where they are. I don't know if everybody has the endurance to sign five to six deals. We don't know if they got out of those deals. Like, you know, scot free. Like, you know what I mean? Like, did they get out to the point where they don't owe no money? Or do those people still got their hand in the pot trying to get back what they what they owe? Therefore the money that they're making now is still owed. You know what I mean? Is it like that? Because we got Shawty Low, we got DTP, we got the, I think, Columbia, like, you know, all in reference to them. So, you know, that's when they see somebody like that and they come to me and say, I'm supposed to be with you. Yeah, like, I can if I, if I went that route. I would have been. I would have been probably somewhere different. But after the first deal I signed, I was like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, what was the, the first deal you signed? Uh, I signed a partnership with DJ K Slay in New York. Okay. And I remember you talking about that last. Uh, yeah, we did. and it wasn't bad. Like it wasn't bad. It was just when people have say so and stuff. That's when it gets weird. You know what I mean? And then I'm like, man, nah, man, I don't really want to like tell me what I gotta do. What I, what I, you know, that's that's mm-hmm. a different story. So you gotta make that decision. So yeah, any anybody can pop. You, you can put your name on the right lines. You pop. You know what I mean? It probably won't pop tomorrow, but. You know, but for other people, you got, if I had red hair, I mean, I cut my hair, this dude was like, uh, he was like, man, it's going to be harder for you to make it now because I cut my dreads. <laughs> it's like, what? Nah, because most people think you got to have a gimmick. Like, everybody got to have this little weird ass gimmick. Right. Uh, otherwise, they just not marketable. So there you go. Answer that question. Yeah. Are you, all you got to do is, you got to add these little things in. All you got to do is get red head, get, get a tat on your face record a song, put it on the internet, and you'll put probably... Put Lil in front of your name. Put Lil in front <laughs> of the Trus. name. Young or Lil, or now babies. You know, I could be Truzy Baby. I call myself Truzy Baby. Yeah. But it's like, it's an AKA, but like, then I can officially be Truzy Baby and have red hair and have a tat on my face and have just tattoos everywhere in general and probably act crazier. You know what I mean? And then drop a song and watch that bitch go through the roof. Yeah, you'll be a gimmicky rapper though. Yeah. Would you be able to sleep like that? No, that's the whole point. I already got trouble sleeping. You know, life is hard. So it's just like, do I want to not be able to sleep because of who I am in the bed? Like, currently, like, I'm yeah. going to sleep with red hair and this tat on my face. Like, do I want to not sleep based <laughs> off that or not sleep because I got to make some ends meet real quick? You know what I mean? Not even comfortable in your own skin. Yeah, bro, come on. And I'm very vain about my skin, bro. I don't got no tattoos, dog. Yeah, I ain't got Zero. no tats neither. That's yeah. weird, though. I ain't know you ain't had no tats. Yeah, man, vain. Why you ain't got no tats? I'm vain. I love my skin. I love, I love my physical appearance to the point where I don't like altering it. You know what I mean? And then yeah. that's bad and that's good, I guess. You know, all depends on who you ask. Why you say it's a bad thing? Because if something else, if something goes wrong or if something happens, it's de- more devastating. Okay, okay. You know what I mean? I got you. Imagine being in a car crash and then your shit like, shh, shh. Yeah. You're like, man, fuck, man. Like, I, I know what you're saying. That, 
Dog, that happened to somebody I know. They was a cook, and um, the pot blew up. It fucked his hands up and got a scar on his face. Come it fucked him up bad. But because he was a cook, I bet you he wasn't as vain because he knew what he was getting himself into when yeah, he was standing around that's the stoves. True. You know what I mean? So nah, That's I, what I tell people all the time, though. People that's in the art, they go through hell, dog. Yeah, man. See, and I ain't even know it until I got into it deep like I am now. Mm. You, you know what? Staying on topic, I got something for you. This should throw it out there, which is, um, it's kind of on topic. But mm-hmm. like, I was listening to Bill Withers. I was in Aficionados, and Bill Withers was there. And I was told the dude that worked there, his name Andrew. I was like, so you know what's interesting about Bill Withers? He was like, what? I said he's the guy that sings "Lean on Me," um, "Use Me Up," and uh, what's the other one? Uh, um, I think for not friends. I don't. I don't think it's that one. But it's something else. But it's real lovable. But he was beating on his wife. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like I was like, yo, and I was trying to tell him artists go crazy in certain kind of ways. Like yeah. John Lennon was doing the same thing, but he was about peace and love. But artists are a little crazy, you know. So even when you get artists up in here, it's like they make themselves crazy before like the music does. What do you think it is though? Do you think it's like just the long period of time of being unappreciative? Well, because people, because people don't really appreciate appreciate your art the way that you appreciate it, because you know it, it's in true. the eye of the beholder. Yes, that's very true. Um, do I feel like it's like that? Um, I feel like it's fake that it's cap. It's all cap. It's a. Uh, it's them feeling like it's them just starting out and feeling entitled, right? Mm-hmm. And getting mad about early entitlement. So it's kind of like you're faking it. You're not really that mad. It don't bother you. It can't bother you this much. You know what I mean? It's like in a new relationship, like if you start dating a chick and shit ain't going right the first three weeks, are you really going to get that mad? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, are you going to yeah. be like on the phone like, yo, bitch, you know what I mean? Like, you doing this shit, you doing that. Man, fuck you. You know, I've been talking for three weeks. Nah, you going to let that shit ride until yeah. it gets to this point. When you blow up, and that might be on year three, year four, year five, you know what I mean? And then you have a gripe. Then hopefully at that time you can say, the same way you would say to a person in a relationship, I did this for you, 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 and all I got was this, 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 this. Fuck you. But nowadays people drop, come out, don't have nothing behind them, and be like, fuck you. And it's like, wait, bro, like, you know, let me see more. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. let me see more for you to be that upset. Like, it's no reason to be that early upset. I'm I'm I was upset like that. And my boy, uh uh Rashad Polo Black, you ever heard of him? Yeah, I heard him. So Polo Black, I was on the internet, it was like 2010. I'm just complaining about everything. And that nigga hit me and was like, Well, why don't you change it? Why don't you stop complaining and change it? Ain't nobody ever talked to me like that. That ain't my brothers. And sure as hell, I was like, I made it in my mind that day that I was going to be a difference. And I haven't complained until probably like, I complain here and there, you know what I mean? But I ain't yeah. an angry ass nigga no more. So it's like, you got to do something about the change, bro. You got to be the, hate to say it, but you got to be the change you want to see. You know what I mean? It <laughs> yeah. sounds so elementary, but like it's So bro, truth. how you be feeling about artists that like get on social media and want to bash promoters, want to bash DJs, want to blame everybody else for things that that's pissing them off? The same way, all right, Jay-Z is the one that can go to the NFL and pull off a business deal. Mm-hmm. Not everybody 
can go on the internet and blast a promoter. But certain people can. The answer to that is some of them promoters need to be blasted. Some of yeah. those DJs need to be blasted. But you, not you, but the, the proverbial version of you, you may not be the one that can do it. Yeah, That's the difference. You know what I mean? We talked about influence on, on social media and the stuff that I be posting. And you see, like, people would disagree, but it won't be like a crazy like yo this nigga like yo you know all under the comments cuz it's like I'm worthy enough to say certain things where you got people who fresh out you got people hop on us you know just uh just focus on the ones that that like you or just yeah. focus on the ones that support you I hate I hate that crazy hate that ass line? advice what like that, that shit is annoying <laughs> yeah. dog that shit is so annoying I can't stand these niggas just focus on the ones that you can stand yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Though, and then bro. they had them crazy ass theories like if it's a hundred people yeah. and ninety people don't fuck with you, but ten people fuck with you, if you focus on the ninety, you, you ain't gonna get nowhere. But yeah. if you focus on the ten, you can get ten more. Yeah, come on. It's bro. like, bro, that's not how this shit work, bro. Come this on, is, bro. This is the wild, wild west. Yeah. None of this 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 is a sound bite right now. This is the wild, wild west. We ain't got no building, we ain't got no industry building we can run up into if, if things go wrong, if things ain't going our way, the podcaster's way, the artist's way, the DJ or the promoter. We out here got to handle this shit ourselves. Yeah. And, and there's no how-to manual. Come on, it ain't no how-to There's a how-to manual how to be a doctor, but it, not how to be an artist. Bro, it's, it's tests <laughs> that you got to take to be a doctor, yeah. but not to be an artist. Like, it's you right, bro. Like, bro, do you think the like, game is oversaturated right now? Yes. Very oversaturated, but it's oversaturated as much as the great artist allows it to be. Yeah. If the great artists feed into that whole music is quick these days, people want quick music. That's bullshit. People want quick radio music. So it's a difference. Your favorite artist, Kendrick Lamar, is not rushing to drop mm-hmm. and selling millions. J. Cole is not rushing to drop, but it's going platinum. Jay-Z's I not rushing. I disagree with J. Cole. Well, okay, Why? Um, I think J. Cole reaches sometimes. Of course he does. And he uh He's the biggest he tries one. to make music that like, you know, that's kinda like in the time period. Drake did the same shit. Mm-hmm. Like I used to tell people all the time, Drake started rapping like Ace Hood and Amigos for like two straight years. After he did the um Versace remix. After he did yes, the Versace he remix, started it was rap- over. he started rapping like Ace I Hood and, and Migos. And two he, straight years. He did the um what's the album called? Um the one before, if, if you're reading this, it's too late. Um, when he's on the the cover, is him on the, in the clouds and stuff like that. Oh, but nothing was the same. Nothing was the same. And then he had the language. Yeah. Quote, unquote, the language. And it was the yeah. flow that he had been stealing for the last two uh-huh. years. But no, J. Cole, I'm going to say J. Cole is a reach. He, he's been reaching these last two years. I'm not going to say that's his moniker, but he has reached these last two years. I feel like... He's one of my favorite artists. I want to throw that out there. Like, I don't want people to think that I just be like, you know, flying off the handle. It's nothing that I won't say to people. But um, I feel like he fake. He capped the press. I'm gonna put cap in front of everything, like fake a little bit. But he capped the press. Like he capitalizing on, like kind of like the emo stuff. Like him going at Kanye. Like I don't think he even felt strong that strong to really put out the song, false prophets, and say what he said. It was cool. It's something that I probably would have even done at that at that situation. Yeah. But when we don't see you for a while, and that's how you come out at a time where Kanye is like just doing his Kanye thing, 
and kind of do it like you like sad that Kanye is the way he is. Oh man, what happened to my favorites? Like we ain't never even heard of J. Cole and Kanye collab except for Good Friday. Yeah. You know what I mean? He had everybody on that. So it's like I feel like he he kept depressed, you know, at times. Where Did you like workout? The song work like yeah. work out for me. Yeah, I like that only because I like Kanye using that sample first. So it was a in my mind it was a um, it was almost like sampling old school songs. So it was like Kanye sampling it the first time Teddy Riley's version, mm-hmm. but then this one was like sampling Kanye to me. I like that. You know what I mean? I didn't have no problem with his radio stuff, bro. I had no problem. But he capped he capped the press right now. He pulled Man, I tell people stuff. all the time, I'm gonna be honest, dog. I love little poppy records. I love them like, shits. It's oh, like okay. a guilty pleasure. Okay. It's like it's like sweets. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah, saying? Say. It's like I love to call myself like a true hip hop head sometimes. What's but three, nah. What's three of them? Right what? Now? Uh Poppy Records. Mm-hmm. Oh, it just depends, dog. Like. Uh, like something that's out right now? It can be, yeah, yeah. From from like mm. the, from the greats though, like, like oh, from the greats, yeah. Because um, a lot of people got the snacks. I liked, I liked, uh, I liked a lot of Ja Rule singles. I did too, though, bro. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, like those are type poppy records I like. I mean, but those poppy rep- records at the time was necessary too. Like, yeah. you couldn't even argue with those type of re- records. You know, Jay Z failed with you know the man. You remember the one that he put the sign- shiny suits on for the first time? Uh, uh-uh, which one are you talking about? God, you go. All right, you, I'm. No, I know I'm not going to be able to get it off the top of my head, but you're gonna have to look it up later. But he was trying to do the poppy stuff in '98, right after his first album, and it didn't work. Right after Reasonable Doubt. Yes. So, but people wasn't eating snacks at that time. You know yeah. what I mean? But then you got <laughs> Mace who builds his whole thing around those records. You know what I mean? One could argue Mace was cool and Hov wasn't though. I love Mace, bro. Mace, my mom Mace was real I cool, sound, bro. I talk like Mace because I slur and I have a slower yeah. uh, thing. Going See, on. Mace, Mace was like if you break it down to high school, Mace would be like the cool ass jock. Yeah, and Hov would be like the drug dealer that never comes to school, but when he comes to school, people are like, "What's up, bro?" Yeah, yeah. But he real quiet and don't really and, say and much. Low key smart. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> nah. That's how you compare the two. So of course you pick the jock over the drug dealer, yeah. but. I like Mace though, like his uh the Harlem World album was very influential for me. Um, my mama loved that album. We went store to store looking for that album. My mom is fifty seven. Oh okay, damn okay. So yeah, like she loved years that album. Than mine. Word, that's what's up. Yeah, we went store to store looking for the album because we lived in Germany at the time. Yeah, so it was hard. Oh okay. So we had to go off base, going to all these uh German German stores yeah. looking for this one album, and we could not find it. My mom, my mom is like, uh, my mom is alternative. She didn't watch Soul Train. She watched American Bandstand. So yeah. she liked the alternative <laughs> stuff. So by the time she really, really, really got into rap, it was Kanye for her. It was she was. I remember her buying Twister's album and Snoop's album, and you know, like uh, Jay Z, of course, all of them. But she put me on um, Lauryn Hill, and I never forget it. I'm standing on the bed. Uh, Singing the one with D'Angelo with her, and oh, yeah, 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 like on Saturday mornings, the only time she was really home, mm-hmm. and like she'll play that joint, she'll sing to me. So Lauren Hill is 
forever queen in my mind to my childhood, like very influential. You know what I mean? But like, I bro, that sounds like a good moment. The crazy moment I uh, remember about my mom's is her playing No Scrubs over and over again, Ooh. and me slamming the door like, "Can you please turn that shit off?" Dang. <laughs> I don't want No Scrubs. That whole bro, time that shit period was aggravating, bro. That whole time period was was insane musically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was weird. It was like all over the place Up because like everybody was getting like like. Uh, hip hop was was getting real pop. Yeah, that it was, was that trying time to make them snacks that it you're was, talking yeah, about. Yeah, it was it was Hove, it was Nelly, and it was Eminem. Yep, that was that time period right um, there. The only dude selling albums is M Pimp Juice and us. Yes, dog. <laughs> yeah. that era yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's real, yo. Yeah, those those that's the golden era. I don't think we ever get that back. Nah, hell nah, Mm-mm. never. Like right now, it's like people trying to make this three headed monster be uh, Drake and um, Kendrick and Cole, but it's like I wouldn't, dog. They all in their own little lanes. I can't make them a three headed monster. I got something for you. What's up? Did you see my Goat TV I do on Instagram? Did yeah. You see that? Did you see the one I, I wanted did to on... talk to you about that too? But Word. go ahead, my bad. Did you see the one that I did on Drake and LL Cool J? I did when um. When I first clicked it, yeah, I was yeah. like, I was like, whoa, True's reaching on this shit. Yeah, yeah. But then, like, when you kept going with it, I was like, I don't know. He kind of got a point. I think, I think when I got to the part where you did uh, worst behavior, uh, yeah, I was like, yeah, okay, when okay. I was showing the physical, I was showing the physical. Yeah. At first, I was doing like types and stuff like that, and reading yeah. it, you can kind of in your mind go off. But then when you see them do that, yeah, for and, the listeners, tell them about the comparison you made right, on there. Though. So Drake. You brought up the three-headed monster. So Drake, to me, is like the LL Cool J of our time period. He is most likely in a little little longer going to go back into some acting, right? So yeah. we're going to see him. He's not that old right now. LL came into the game in the 80s when he was a teenager, though. But he came into the game when he in the 80s, and he lasted all the way up into the early 2000s. And I don't mean lasted like he was just around. He was a platinum-selling artist, album to album to album, singles. And then, you know, if y'all really know his story, it was a time period when New York wasn't even messing with him because he went uh, the softer lane. Yeah. So it was a time period. Girl. You know what I mean? Yeah, he went that <laughs> He went that route, and they were just kind of giving him flack for it. The reason why Drake don't got to get no flack for no no stuff like that, because he ain't from the United States. He got yeah. He's on a whole nother country, so we can't feel a way. Like, we just can't... We really can't feel a way about anything he do. That's probably why he's as big as he is. But if you look at LL's career, look at the trajectory of Drake's career, look at the fact that Drake's bars... Does not elevate at all. They it stays the same. Every album you listen to, you never hear nothing crazy. You never hear him snap. You hear him snap, but in a Drake way that he snapped three or four or five years ago. Yeah, it has never elevated. So he's giving us the same stuff. Uh, you got somebody like Cole who's caught between being signed to Jay Z. If he had it his way, he'd be signed to Nas. But you got uh, J. Cole being signed to Jay-Z, but acting like Nas, right? You got Kendrick um, being held to a high regard, but he's really the black Eminem. That's what Kendrick is. He's really the black Eminem. um, And so he retreats. He goes into solidarity, you know what I mean? Like you don't see him for a while. On his videos, he look crazy. You got J. Cole who do the whole like 
you know, like grittiness, but he don't really even got to. The I don't want to wear no chains. You know what I yeah. mean? Like the all of that stuff. And then you got Drake. I like saying, that about him, though. I, I like it about him, but I don't know how real it is. Like, no offense. Like, man, like, I hope this don't fuck up no opportunities for me in the future. <laughs> but like, I mean, I'm sure if I meet him and the nigga tell me it's real, I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. Uh, I don't know how real it is sometimes. Like, you know what I mean? I'll be like... Like, come on, man. Like, you know, not saying you, you want to wear a chain, but like, why are you going through that extreme, this extreme, I don't want to do no features, I retire from feet. Like, it shouldn't even be a thing, I feel like, you know, like, so you got Drake. I'm going back to the Drake situation. They both, uh, you know, Mama said, knock you out hard. And you got stuff like worst behavior. And then you got, I need love. And then you got Marvin's room. And, you know, you got this little switch that he's doing. And half his fan base is women. You think niggas was really bumping LL when he was licking his lips and pouring um, and spraying uh, whipped cream on his body during the Hell videos? Mom. Nah. So this is like the Drake style right now. That shit now. was weird, too. Very weird. So <laughs> Drake is what, 15 years? No, what? Like, what? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. About almost 15 in the game. Uh-huh. So it's like. Drake been, Drake been out for a minute. Let's go 15 from when LL came out until and go 15 nah, years. Nah, so far, going to drop when? 08? 08. So what? Only like 11. Yeah. So so say uh, LL Cool J from eighty eight to ninety eight, he was still hot. He didn't even come out the joints with J Lo yet. Yeah. So and then he didn't even. What was that song? The little Christmassy one. All I know is all yeah. I Pride is what you had, baby girl. I'm what you had. <laughs> nah, you got to do the deep voice. Pride is what you had. <laughs> that nigga yeah, was trying to yeah. be too cool on that joint. <laughs> and it fit right in with the poppy joints from Ja Rule. Yeah, around yeah, that yeah. time. But yeah, man. Like that that's that's something that I be thinking about, man. Hip hop used the hell out of J Lo too. Was it her or was it hip hop? I don't even know at this point. I mean, either way. She worked it. Yeah, whatever she did, she what worked it. What was the first it. one? It was dun, dun, ain't that fun. <laughs> oh yeah. Or was it Jenny from the block? Uh Jenny from the block was her shit. Oh yeah. But oh, you talking about the I first... think that's when she came out with the edgy shit. I no, I think I remember watching some kind of documentary, and it was saying that she didn't even want to come out with that because she didn't want to be edgy like that. Mm. Like she wanted to stick pop, but her team was like, "Nah, capture, nah. capture the hip hop audience because hip hop is growing." Nah, you with P Diddy? Yeah, like people can talk all that trash all they want to. You know what I'm saying? They know what time it is when they around who they around. At the end of the day, like it's like, yeah, I didn't want to do this. I bet you didn't want to do this. Yeah, but you. But that knew. was your image at the you time, bro. I think I think like relationships too, bro. It uh it puts you in a different kind of light. Hmm. Like when I seen YG on Instagram with whoever his girlfriend is, I don't, I don't know R and B singers like that. Oh, I heard. I just I forget. I think it's Kalani. I could be wrong. No, no, it is. It is okay. Kalani. Kalani. Yeah, 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 yeah. When I seen that, I was like, oh yeah, YG about to take off now. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's, oh. <laughs> it's just something. It's just something about a rapper and an R and B singer yeah. or a pop star that just takes them over the you top. Know what it dog. is. What? Whitney and Bobby. <laughs> look, look. What about Ike and Tina? <laughs> if only if Ike had like platinum selling records by himself. Okay. Like okay. if he was Rick James. Like substitute Ike for Rick James okay. and it was Tina Turner. Yeah. And he was Rick James was beating on her. Uh-huh. That's like that's uh uh glorifiable. But, but now, uh even with Whitney and Bobby. Whitney was way bigger than Bobby, though. Way bigger, but Bobby had at one point was way bigger than Whitney, but only when he was like new edition and then first solo album. So yeah. he already the reached the my prerogative, the shit. my prerogative. So he reached the level already, but Whitney was the queen. Like she was rising to 
a level that people ain't never seen before from a from a uh, R and B artist, and that's the expectations between the male and female relationship between R and B and rappers. If not R and B and rappers, rappers and rappers, female female rappers and male rappers is like the new little thing too, like the the blend. Offset oh yeah, 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 and yeah, Cardi yeah. B and stuff like that. Yeah, so, I think um that Meek Mill and Nicki shit, that shit was kind of weird to me though. Like the rapper with the rapper, it's 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 just kind of weird. I don't want to, man. I, I don't want to get nobody mad, but like I be having these theories, bro. Like I gotta speak on them. I have to just get them out, man. But I feel like Nicki needed protection at that time. You think that's what it was? Let me break it down. Let's go. Let's I'm go listening. Back. I'm listening. Way back. So all right. So <laughs> check. So check this out. Let's 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 remember what was happening. Um. Drake taking all the marketing dollars because Wayne is getting held back. Boss ain't around. That ultimately splits up the the tri- the the what the Trinity, right? The Holy Trinity. Obviously, Nicki wasn't getting no marketing dollars like Drake neither, because Fire and the Glam Squad and not really going hard with like things in general. You know what I mean? Like she kind of just went into retreat, just like Wayne did. You know what I mean? And Drake, you can tell, was getting fed the money because he was able to just do whatever he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And don't get it twisted. Like, niggas still got to pay niggas back. So if Stunner wasn't giving nobody money, not saying Drake wouldn't have made no moves, but he would have shut things down the same way he shut things down with Wayne. Okay. And Stunner was all over Drake's stuff still, like at that time. Not messing yeah, with the Wayne. whole time. Yeah, messing with Drake. So this is catapulting Drake, by the way, at this moment. So um, Wayne gets more into it, and then Nikki has to make this decision because it ain't the family no more. I feel like the family's not around. So then she, you know, she likes bad boys, obviously. So boom, she go to Meek Mill. Meek Mill provides this certain security. He was secure in what he was doing. He was on a good trajectory too. Then he had a crew that, you know, Nikki can get down with too as well. Not saying she got down with him, but like, I yeah, mean, you know, having Ross she and She could be a part Wale. of Yeah, you know what I mean? I could see myself mm-hmm. over there. And then Drake has a problem with it. So when Drake has a problem with it, it was different because who knows their relationship dynamic? Who knows privacy-wise or whatever the case may be? And you never know if people see it how I see it. Like, you only with him because of this, this, and this. Because if image. it was love, it wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't have. She wouldn't have broke up or said they wouldn't have said certain things about each other if it was love, love. All right, and so now, boom, Meek Mill goes to jail. Security over. The security is gone again. Once again, who she started talking to real briefly? Do you remember? Nas. Oh yeah, I forgot about real that real briefly. But Nas I forgot been, about that shit. Nas been in the game too long, and he don't rap about. They had linked to Eminem too. Yeah, even then, but Eminem ain't never even going to be seen, so it's all going to be rumored, no matter if it's true. You can have a picture of Nicki with him, her ass right in his face. It's still a rumor. Yeah, it's still a rumor. So then you got Nas, who taught you the game, like, I only fuck him, and that's it. You know what I mean? Hov said it too, but then he put the ring on, you know, Beyonce's. Yeah. But then, all right, so now Nicki is like, she don't have that protection, and a person like that is supposed to be protected. Don't get it twisted. Uh, artists like that is supposed to be protected. During that time, when uh, her force field was let down, Remy Ma came at her. The Cardi B situation happened. 
just more people just taking mad shots. The public turned on her, and nobody had her back. And now that Wayne just now getting on his feet, so he can't disrupt that process for himself. You know what I mean? Drake uh, can't say he can't be too opinionated because then he has split his fans down the middle. So it's like she's out here to to fend for herself, which is why she was acting the way she was acting when Cardi came out because. She's in this position where it's like, yo, like if I was with Young Money, I wouldn't care. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, if, yeah. if Wayne was where Wayne was at and Drake doing what Drake doing, I wouldn't care. But I'm I'm out here by myself, so I gotta fight. I gotta fight for my spot. And all the public turned against her, like you this and you that. Like she been everything y'all said she was. Y'all seen her in the Mariah Carey beef. Like she as petty as she's, you know what I mean? Y'all think she is. Like so, it's like. Bruh. I kind of want to do a deep dive on that. So someone like Nikki, we definitely can say she's a little self-centered, right? Mm-hmm. I got a theory that I think most women are self-centered, but that's not even on okay. point. Okay. Oh, right. that's, that's a different so, podcast for relationship talk. Yeah. Ooh, but I put on Facebook the other day, I was like, you know what a strong, independent uh, woman loves? A weak-ass beta male to tell her, to tell her uh, not to listen to her problems and tell her she's always right. Beta male. Yeah. So what makes you think someone like Nikki would be with someone like Meek? Me personally, I see Meek as an alpha male. Most definitely. I definitely He's see definitely that. a leader. I see that. I see yeah, that. Yeah. So that Nas couple too? right there, Nas also. So that couple right there didn't really mesh to me, dog. Like it just looks weird. Okay. So yes. And she started acting weird. Yes. The thing is, yes, some people don't want to be told what to do. Yeah. Like, bottom line, you know, from a significant other. You know what I mean? The ego's probably through the roof. She is from New York. Let's uh-huh. not forget New York girls got a certain attitude that is, you know, you can't deal with it. You can't deal with that attitude. Yeah. And if I you're can't not deal ready with it at all, I'm going to be honest. I'm from, I'm from Jersey, so I can ignore some of it. But when I need you to be soft, you're going to have to be soft. Like, it, yeah. you know, and I ain't going to actually do it's it It's that all the perfect time. balance, right? It is the perfect balance. But yeah, you're right. Somebody like her, she wants. She's not only the queen, but she wants to be the king too. Yeah, and it's like too because she's been beating males with her music this whole time. Mm-hmm. Fuck a female artist. She's been beating out males. She's I been agree. on Roman's Revenge, out rapping niggas. So if she's doing that. She is the dominant one in any. She had the like, best verse on that monster song too. Yeah, oh. Man, that was the one. if if any female artist not uh, it's not a challenge. It could be a monster challenge. Yeah, can touch the monster verse from Nicki. Until then, nobody has no torch being passed. Like Lil Kim said, like how you gonna pass the torch? <laughs> like what Nicki did this whole last ten years? What she was doing was that? I seen, you know dog, what I, mean? I seen they had this weird ass like conversation on Ti podcast. And at first, I wasn't feeling Ti podcast, but now yeah. I'm into it. They had this weird ass conversation where they was like, "Well, whenever you make a top fifty list." If someone did it first, you have to put them above. So therefore, like mm. you have to put Migos after Gucci. You can't put Migos before. Yeah, you can't. But they switched it up at the end and they okay. put Nikki before uh Lil Kim. Cause they basically was like, Well, I mean, she came out first, but she did it better. She did it better. That's the truth. Yeah. That I was shocked. I was shocked they said that though, because I agree, bro. What happened to Lil Kim is what happened to Nicki Minaj late. You know what that is? Yeah. The protection. Was gone. Yeah. Biggie died, and everything else wasn't the same, right? Junior mm-hmm. Mafia wasn't even built up at the time. But Lil, Lil Wayne didn't die in the first two years of him coming out. 
he went to jail and then got held back. You know what I mean? So really, they went through the same thing. And Lil' Kim, once she didn't have that protection, she had like two or more hits. And then it, then it was later. It was gone. You know, but if Biggie was around, Lil' Kim is the queen and would have been the queen for over 15 years, bro. Yeah. If Biggie was around. And she would have probably had a baby by that nigga. Like, if you really think about it. That's almost equivalent to if Lil Wayne was dating Nicki Minaj uh, when they first signed and then they've been together till this day and that Wayne never got a, held That would have been some good ass publicity. Come on, bro. If they was dating... That's, that's what they should have did. That's what Wayne missed. Wayne missed that 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 yeah. little train. He had yeah, girl he fucked, like little he girls up with that. there, but he, yeah. He, I he mean, yeah, that. you know, he had he had uh, Laura London. Mm-hmm. Who else he had? But he be having them he briefly. More. Like he be like, and then like the next season they be out. Like I, yeah. ain't, I ain't never see a whole bruh, year. Of that Wayne goes back to girl. what we was talking about as far as artists, bro. Artists are crazy. Wayne yeah. looks like he crazy as hell, yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, I mean he raps about it. He don't hold no punches neither. Yeah, you know I was listening to my bae is a mess, my side bitch a mess, my wifey is a mess. Like, I was just like. <laughs> He ain't hold it. He got all three of those. Like, don't get it twisted. These ain't lyrics. He Them got some all real three. Ass lyrics. Yep. So, nah, you're right, bro. Sheesh, bro. Yeah, but that would have been dog. That would have been a good ass marketing tactic, bro. Do you see how deep we are going right now? Um, about just little things. Yeah. That's why niggas can't say all you have to do is this, 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 and blow up. Yo. That's exactly why Because everything Not saying what I'm saying is golden Or like everything I'm saying is it's true It's a lot of small things that it's fall into it It's tiny shit bro So bro The conversation I had with Buddy about that I was telling him And this is why I thought of you instantly mm-hmm. Because you know I study this content game a little bit Okay a lot mm-hmm. And I know it's a lot of things that it takes For Not only just for the overall content yeah. But for people to receive the content. Like, first off, the content has to be good. That's a given. Given. But it's kind of like a package. It's like, and I notice a lot of artists, they're only good at like one thing. Yeah. None of them have the total package. And that's why I was telling them about you. I was like, you know, you have the total package. Uh, matter of fact, I talked to Quay about this before. I was like, it's it's like a handful of artists in the city of Augusta. That I feel like if they were together as one artist would make an ultimate artist. Because mm-hmm. it's like, it shocks me that so many artists just now figured out that, hey, you should shoot a music video because visuals are more compelling to the audience. Yeah, It's shocking me it took them this long to figure that out. Yes. And I know you figured that out a long time ago because you got videos that's like nine years drop, old. Drop the video every month for like four months. At a time, every every project dropped. That's how the videos came out. But I'm a, can I tell you a downside about that? What's up? So here's the balance. You know what I mean? I'm about to, I'm about to fuck you up with this one. It's, it's in reference to me, but it's a negative in reference to me. Okay. A lot of artists don't want to come up here and talk about the negatives. That goes back to what we said earlier. <laughs> so check this out. I got great videos. A1 videos. You date my videos back. You can't find a video in 2013... That as a as a, as of quality as that, um, about whatever I'm rapping about, I wrote my own treatments. Boom, boom, boom. I could lay it down for you all day. Then I drop another one and another one and another one. Then a project come out, and then a couple months later, I'm on to my next project, and I'm already dropping videos and video and video. Then I'm doing it again and again. I'm doing this like that much. So now, fast forward, and I'm gonna tell you the problem. Here's the problem. <laughs> 
if I dropped a song tomorrow, I would have less listeners than I would if I dropped a video. Not because it's a visual over an audio. It's because me as a rapper, sonically, people don't flock to me as quick as I'm dropping a visual. Because they received me like that. You see what I'm saying? Like, how was you born? You know, like, it's almost like... um, your zodiac sign and the constellations and how the stars were with the day you were born affects this and affects that, right? So I came out the gate A1 video called Pharaoh Skin, only black in a room. So to this day, people want to hear me talk about that black shit. It's because of how I came out. And so if I drop She Loves Me, new single tomorrow, and it's like, oh, that's what's up. True's got a new single. But let She Loves Me video <laughs> dropping tomorrow and you see me about to, ooh, choose, yo, you back on, yo, you back. Yo. And it ain't all do visuals because uh, I was telling, uh, I was talking to AE about this and I was like, you can drop a a, 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 a song and everybody will flock to the song because sonically, you got them, mm-hmm. right? And whether it's equal or it may not be as powerful as the sonic um but the video may not have the same effect it may not have the same effect because people have received your voice so like differently they listen to you in the headphones and close their eyes and and listen to that joint you know what i mean and it hit different you know what i mean that joint hit different. so basically it just depends on the artists and what type of music they make and how they yes and how they pumping it out how they how are you how are you receiving me Mm-hmm. You might be interested in my Instagram more and receive everything based off my Instagram. So, bro, why you think like as far as for rappers for me, I think it's weird when I only hear a rapper and I never see him. It's like I know a lot of rappers, especially independent rappers, that has a lot of music out there, no visuals, and when they do put a visual out, it's just like a little freestyle video or something. That's the um, that's the people that's going by what that dude said. Okay. That's that template, you know what I mean? When, you know, he's not being... And it's easy, bro. Don't get it twisted. They can sit on their ass and do that shit, bro. What I don't like the most, even out more so than that, is artists not doing shows. Ooh. That's what I you don't hit like on the one. You most. hit on one. You hit on one. Because the show is bro, how you know if somebody's real. I got, uh, <laughs> I got some homeboys that rap, and uh, we get into debates, heated debates. I'm yeah. talking about very angry. Um, I told them before. Fucking, I'm just gonna lay it out there. For some reason, and they didn't say this. I'm mm-hmm. saying this. Okay, they think they're bigger than Augusta. Okay, I don't think they are. So we get into big debates about that. I don't think no artist in Augusta needs to turn shows down. Mm. Nobody's bigger than the group, David. Exactly. I gotta say, I gotta, that's my thing. I got to say that. First. Yes, bro, bro. <laughs> that's what it is. Like, I told you, that's why I hate, like, when artists get in their ego bad because it's like, bro, come on, man. Where's the starving artist at? That's mm, the name of this podcast yeah, there episode. It goes, there it go right there. Where's Ooh, the starving I got, artist? I got a fire. I got a fire story to tell you about this fight I had with my brother about that phrase. That's why, another reason why I said it's a go. Mm-hmm. First, I think people aren't turning down shows in Augusta. They're turning down the aesthetics. It don't fit how they envisioned it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It don't... 
they rather go to the club and party here than to do the show here. I remember being in uh, Wednesday Night Conspiracies when DJ Nightmare was doing a joint at Sky City. Mm-hmm. Oh, every Wednesday was super lit. And I remember I being, remember that. Bruh, I'd go up in there eight deep, sit on the stage. My little area be, I'd be sitting on the stage and the area be carved out. Me and the homies. Cool, Strat, all of them. You know what I mean? So um, I remember being like, man, I want to perform in front of this crowd so bad. Nightmare was like, yo, I'm having a birthday bash. You want to do a song? I said, fuck yeah. Because this is the night, this is where I party at. But to the people who think they're bigger than Augusta, aesthetically, it was pleasing. It, you know how Scott City looked. You know how that stage looked. You know how everybody looked when they was in the crowd. So aesthetically, it's pleasing. Now, if somebody's, if, if Libra's throwing Culture Fest, you do not turn that down. I turned it down one year, but that's because I was coming off Achilles injury. I didn't think I could move the way I could move, you know, on a on a on a stage. You don't turn that down. You try to get on that bill. Because even though aesthetically it may not be where you want to perform at, but you can't have no wasted opportunities because opportunities in Augusta fly by night. And if you are still here, you have to carve out your lane here. You have to be comfortable. In your own city. You can't just be like, I'll wait for the next bus to Atlanta and make something happen. You got to be who you are here. You know what I mean? And then you could take that shit anywhere you want to take it. I know that feeling of not wanting to do a show here because I was once scared to do a show here. And that was back in 2013 and 14. Petrified. Why? Because these are all... I've been doing music since I was 13. These are all the people I you know, grew up with and, and listen what if they don't like it what if my style's too east coast which is what i've been told and i'm like what if they just want that at that time we was coming out of the um futuristic era the j money first name last name so i'm like what if I they don't like my shit. i hated it too but <laughs> imagine how i felt you know what i mean like yeah. a nigga with my style i'm battling through this shit i'm scared to do a show in augusta at that time so then I go to Greenville. I do shows in Greenville. I do shows in Atlanta at the Apache when the whole crowd is filled. When you got Son- uh, Sunny Digital in the back. You got T.I.'s uh, crew in the back. Grand Hustle all in the back. I'm doing those. And then I had to I had to say to myself, I need to be this there. You know what I mean? It wasn't... Then I realized it wasn't that I was afraid of Augusta. I was just... The aesthetics wasn't how I wanted it to be. And then now, now I'm like, all right, cool. I'm either going to carve out an opportunity for me to perform or I'm going to wait for a nice uh, performance. But I get to that point and I can do that. Mm-hmm. When you at a certain point and we look up footage on you and we only see two show, two shows on the online or none at all, how can you have that say so? It goes back to what we were saying about calling out promoters. You have to be, I think you got to have a certain, it's not even a reputation, it's more like a, you just gotta put in work, man. It's like a, yeah. a job application and a I know resume. Exactly what like, you mean. let me see your resume before you speak on me. What's your resume look like? Oh, you ain't you ain't did nothing. So we, you, what you're saying is not is false now, even if it's true. Let me see um, if P Nice want to say something. Let me see P Nice resume. Oh, okay. He was a club promoter. He had a, a nice little single. He had ran into the ground in Augusta. Okay. Um. Damn. He did this. He did that. He signed over here. He did all of this. He went to Atlanta. Did it. Okay, that's why people listen to him. It's the resume. You know, rappers still building their resumes and trying to trying to tell trying like I don't want to work here or I or I want to I want this job, 
I don't really want to clean the bathroom. No, we need somebody to clean the bathroom. Uh, I think I'm above that. Nah, yo, you got to clean the whole fucking shop. Clean the whole job. The bathroom, the front floor, the back floor, the kitchen. Clean it all. So basically people want to skip steps. Yes. And guess who would get promoted if they clean the whole store? They will. The city would be like, that's the guy. So so I get them aesthetically. Who wants to wants to do that? But I mean, if your job ain't aesthetically pleasing, McDonald's ain't no Waffle House ain't always aesthetically pleasing. But that manager pay probably is. Yeah. So when a nigga come up in there, oh, it's his first day on the job. He looking like, oh, I already know how to make eggs and grits and shit. Let me show him my customer service. Everybody start coming back in there. Hey, Jacob. Hey, Mr. Johnson. <laughs> Oh, everybody know Jacob. That's funny you say that. I uh, I went through a Waffle House uh, manager training program before. <laughs> well, that's pretty deep. How was that? I hated that shit. Damn. <laughs> Damn. I don't like. I don't like smelling like bacon, dog. Nah, that bro. I, I couldn't. I'm, luckily, you know, being at the at the vegan spot, that's even better. But like, I couldn't come home smelling like bacon either. Nah. I used to have a girlfriend that worked at Wendy's uh, way back in the day, and I remember I used to pick her up from work, and she'd be smelling like fries, and she'd say it too, like. And I just went, oh, no, baby, you know, that's straight. Then I was yeah. like, after a while, you just like, damn, yo, she really be smelling like Friday. Then she might lay in my bed and <laughs> nah, then like. she got to leave them clothes. She got to leave them clothes outside, bro. <laughs> yeah. I ain't with it. Oh, man. For real, that bacon smell, bro. And no lie, I used to leave my clothes outside. Damn. Like dead ass. Damn. Like when I came to the crib, I would take all my clothes off, leave them outside, and walk in the crib in my drawers. I got, I got, I got, <laughs> I got something for you, though. I don't want to forget. Starving artist. Hashtag. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Starving artist. That's the name of this episode, bro. Let me let me hear your stance on it first. Um, so, dog, uh, when it comes to art, and people always ask me, uh, what would you tell someone that wants to get into podcasts? And I tell them that I talk to people that want to get into podcasting all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, what I want to tell them is, is this what you really want to do? And if this what you really want to do. How dedicated are you going to be to this? Because yeah. me, I believe in being consistent. And the Starvers artist part is you um, you just basically have to just go through the starving part. Sometimes they're going to be high. Sometimes they're going to be low. Like with this photography shit, I done started recently. I done had some real, some, some, some real decent months. I'm not going to say good. Some real decent months. But I've had way more horrible months. Yeah. <laughs> like zero clients. I don't have months with like seven and eight clients. I don't have months with zero clients. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just how it go. You have to go through that starving part. Mm-hmm. And people want to skip that starving part. They think automatically like soon as you soon as you start something, it's just going to pop. It's going to be like picking a basketball up and you're automatically good. I remember being a little kid being sorry as hell at basketball mm-hmm. when I was like five or six. I was sorry as hell. Next thing I know, I'm eight or nine and I'm the best kid you on still the court. Wrong? I'm all right. Okay. I'm all right, dog. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna toot my own home. I lost I'm two right. Achilles to this shit. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, nah. Nah, nah see, nah. I, ain't, I ain't gonna sit here and flex I like I was Mr. NBA. You. Nah, it's cool. I was just gonna <laughs> challenge you and shit, like, but it's okay. Oh, nah. I still I still can get up, though. All I ain't right. gonna sit here and flex. Nah, go ahead, though. <laughs> go ahead, <laughs> but yeah, like, so I remember being legit and being sorry as hell, but doing it every day and then, you know, getting good. And now, like, that's the stage I'm at right now with all this shit I'm doing now. It's like, you start out, you're not as good, and you know it, you feel it, but of course that ego sets in, so you're like, nah, 
I'm pretty good. But then you start realizing it's like you try not to compare to others, but you see it like uh like Jarrell was just over here. Mm-hmm. I see his shit. I see Shane's shit. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, them niggas fire. Mm-hmm. I ain't even gonna sit here and flex. And mm-hmm. it's like, so that's the bar. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like you just gotta, it's not even no hating shit. You just gotta get up there. Yeah. But you can't skip the steps. You have to go through shit. You gotta try some shit and you can't be scared to put that art out. A lot of people are scared to put that art out and take that next step. They're scared of being that starving artist. Yeah. Sometimes you got to starve so you can get your plate. A good plate, too. Like, a yeah. big plate. Like, you know. Portion. A comfortable plate. Yeah. Because me personally, like, I you don't like. Overeat? Uh, nah, I overeat a lot. That's my fucking problem. Uh-huh. But <laughs> I don't like to, like, uh, you know how, like, especially real fat people. They get their food through the drive through and they instantly just start oh, smashing nah, out. Oh, nah, yeah, nah. You gotta I got to get home. Yeah, I got to. I got to get okay. home. I got to get comfortable. Oh, I got to turn something nice on. I'm with. Yeah, Ooh, oh, bro. I went to a movie, buffet. To, movie yeah. though. Oh, I'm a YouTuber, so I watch YouTube videos. That's I've been. I, I I almost did that. Started to do that, but I like I'm a movie guy. I might turn a movie yeah. on for 20 minutes, just in time for me to eat, and then I might go to YouTube right. Bro, I'm kind of like, and I hate this nigga, but I'm kind of like Kobe, dog. I obsess over shit. Mm, like okay. the same way Kobe treated the game, that's how I treat all this shit. Like, mm, bro, I haven't mentality. I haven't played a video game. I watch I still watch shows, but I haven't played a video game. Bro, I haven't did shit that I used to do since I started doing all this. I literally wake up every day and get and straight on shit. YouTube and I'm watching educational videos. Like I ain't even talking about like music videos, none of that shit. I'm just watching like videos on how to do this, how to do that. You know what I'm saying? Just mm-hmm. all day. Damn, that's that's work ethic, bro. You yeah, know what I mean? I mean, like, that's just how bad I want shit. That's why when I have conversations with artists, especially artists from Augusta. You work like a nursing student. Yeah. You ever seen them, them nursing students study every night? I see them every day studying. Yeah, when I was in college, I used to, bro, I used to see them. Every day. And they bro. be like... You know, they got to learn crazy shit, like all the bones in the bro, body and shit. I don't come here often, you know. I'm just too busy working and all that blah, blah. And I'm like, dang, yo, you just really gonna work like that every day? But like, you're putting that kind of work ethic into what they do. Yeah, know? but bro, when it comes Which to good. It's a good what they do, it's rare I've met someone, especially a nurse. I've met someone that genuinely loves their job because their jobs. Let's be honest, dog. Their job is hectic as fuck. They don't like that shit. I don't think so, neither, bro. Like they might have got into it, like they want to help people. See, the problem that's, is, wasn't the ideal they the had. The problem is the process is too long. So by the time a person that feels like I really want to help people get to the finish line is out of them. They yeah. take they take the love and the emotion out of you by the time you get by that operating table so you can work there longer. Because <laughs> if you got to that operating table with all that love, like, hey, Mrs. Anderson, it's going to be okay. Yeah. And really mean it. The moment Ms. Anderson pass away, you like, you're done. Like, you, you're in the bathroom like boo-hooing because you was talking to Miss Anderson for about two months straight. You know what I mean? During her treatment or whatever the case may be. But if they take this shit out of you where well, you're 19 to 20 to 21 to 22 to 23 to 24 and then boom, you graduate by all that studying and all that uh, shadowing, you're like this. And then they give you the job and you're like, cool. Like, Bruh, where I know I, go I know a chick that works at Grady Hospital, and I know for a fact she can't like that job, bro. Because Grady on. is rough. Come on, bro. <laughs> come on, bro. Bro, I think I think, and um, I just did a podcast about money. My last podcast that came out a couple of days ago. 
I think that people fall in love with the money more than the job. Yeah. So they stay at the job the simply for the money. The prize. And that's why I started doing what I, <laughs> the shit I'm doing now is because I want to do something I like, bro. Yeah. I don't like going to work. Like, I was just at a buffet the other day, like two days ago, bro. Two things. First thing, I'm going to make this short. First thing, it was a lot of obese people there. Mm. I can't eat around a whole bunch of big people, so I... I ate my little small plate and I got the fuck you on. You feel like you're in a competition? Nah, it just it makes me feel <laughs> sick as fuck. <laughs> oh nah, if it's a competition, <laughs> yeah. I know they gonna beat me, dog. Slim like, bro, they was mashing out, bro. I can eat though, but big they dude, was mashing big dude out. Come bro. behind you, grab your arm while you trying to eat. You like, bro? No, surprisingly, no, it was all women. With oh. no guys, like it was just all women. I'm talking about like six stomachs. Let me stop by these shit. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Yeah, you know they're gonna kill me Ooh. with that shit. But <laughs> but anyway, um And that shoes guy you had up there. Nah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <go ahead. laughs> they gonna get you just for yeah, being associated being... with it. <laughs> yeah. Damn. But yeah, um, what the hell I was saying? It was two reasons. You was eating around a lot of obese people, you was really uncomfortable because you had to oh, compete yeah, with them. But uh it was a guy that was busting the tables. And I was just watching him, like, walking around, and I was like, he was young, though, of course, but I was just thinking, I like, man, I remember those days having a job where there's nothing to do, and you're pretending like you're doing some shit, mm. and I was like, I never want to go back to that. Even though I know him, I'm not judging him, because I know, like, you have to go through those things so you can know what we know now. Mm-hmm. I never want to go back to that, dog. That's a real, that's a real, that's a, that's a good traumatic feeling, though, because that yeah. keeps you on your path, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. at the same time, like, I can't fault... Nobody should ever fought that kind of mind state because it's a good, it's a traumatic thing to keep you, a normal thing too, to keep you on your abnormal path, which is yeah. to do something that people won't tell you to do. Yeah. Because um, it is rough doing something that nobody has the, nobody sees, nobody has the vision. Like yeah. the podcast I just did, that was a good thing about it. The guy on the podcast with me, he started naming off like uh, the most successful YouTubers and how much uh, their YouTube channels are worth. Mm-hmm. And I was so happy he did that because I was like, I've been talking about this YouTube shit for like two, three years now. Yeah, yeah. And finally people are about to hear like why I've been talking about this shit. Because there's YouTubers out there with $100 million YouTube channels. You know, you know the thing? I don't know. Man. All right. So check me out. I could be... This is my opinion based off of my emotions right now mm-hmm. um i don't know if anybody should get into anything because somebody said it now now let me break it down it seems like when you do look at the youtube look at somebody like you nobody had to tell you to get into youtube to for you to get into youtube but imagine those people who had to be told um yo like you got this money in YouTube. You got this, right? You got all of this. And then they look at YouTube, don't got nothing planned, don't don't even never been to YouTube, and then they get into YouTube. Whether whether or not they make money, you know, that's on them, that's on the hustle, you know, that's on the on the work ethic and if you get the, you know, uh the coding right and all of that stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. But um I feel like with those YouTubers that make that much money, I think it was natural for them. Nobody had to tell them a damn thing. And it's a certain organicness that comes with that. Um, I was I got to tell you this story, though, before I forget. Yeah, yeah I've been thinking I about it the whole time. I, I wasn't going to let you forget. I would never forget this story, but I didn't want to just bypass it. But So a long time ago, like probably like 2014, excuse me, 
Um, me and my brother got into a fight. My older brother, my eldest brother, mm-hmm. and um, give you a quick little background about my my eldest brother. Like you know that DMX song, like "What's My Name." DMX. I love that song. That was my brother's song. I love the video even more though. Yeah. So yeah, the, the video Back is crazy. To the visuals. <laughs> so that was my brother's layout. That was his flow. That was his 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 joint. I know. I remember one line of his was like. It's the prophet, king of New Jerusalem, a.k.a. Sonny Yada. Like, he was rapping like that. He was from, it was like some Jersey shit. But his uh, producer sold DMX the song. So, boom, right? So, my brother kind of stopped rapping a little bit after that. My brother went through a, a big period. He's like 40 now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but we started fighting. We probably was fighting for some other shit. But I remember he got on top of me he, with the grown man strength. It was like... I just don't want you to be no starving artist. Just like that. And I remember like, I remember being so heated at the time, like during the, then when he said that, I was like, cause it sounded like some, cause it sounded like you had the surface level of what we probably was arguing about, like the, the, this other layer, but then this deep layer that came out right there he at the very end. He put himself in it, maybe. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I, But he also see how I was living at the time, which I was... Off the grid doing music. I was doing music full time. But he knows what that comes with. And doing music is totally different going off the grid with that shit. There was times that I missed a lot of meals. There was times that I lost a lot of weight. There was times that I ate like a fucking king. There was times that I smoked weed like a king. And then there was times when I had nothing. And then, you know, I went through all of these periods. And because of all of that, I got got a lot of anxiety. I started to get all of this stuff because I went off the grid, no job, no nothing, and did straight music and became that starving artist. My work was A1. But everything else was shit. Like, everything else. My health, basically. Mental health, physical health, all of that. So the starving part is almost equivalent to what it is a person starving and that's nothing good the artist part is when a person is starving like that then the art is great you know what i mean so i say all of that to say i have mixed feelings about the starving artist thing where i know the the material that people come out with uh being a starving artist is great but i also know that what the artists go through while they are starving is the most um, excruciating um, pain mentally and physically and emotionally that you could probably ever go through, ever go through. So I, I that was the story that reminded me of starving artists. You know what I mean? Artistically great, mentally, physically, emotionally poor. You know what I mean? Just like what the word is. So that's to me what it means to be a starving artist. So, but do you think artists have to go through that stage though? Because I, you heard what I just said. I, I definitely think they do. I, as an artist, I think they should. I don't think they have to. Yeah. But I think they should. But I also think that like you're never gonna be prepared like you think you are yeah. when it comes to art. You because know, I, you know, Jesus I came into that. this. Yeah. I came into this with a game plan. Yeah. My game plan. Went wrong. Yeah. It went left. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I also fucked up and tried to do another business on top of this business, which also was horrible. Like, I seen one of my friends uh, tweet today. He said all he wants is to marry all his lovers and have two businesses and get paid for his music. He does music. And uh, somebody commented and was like, I'm pretty sure you can have everything, but the two businesses would be kind of hard. Mm-hmm. And I started thinking, like, that is how that shit is. Yeah. I don't think people understand, like... 
it's hard to focus on more than one thing at a time. It's just not realistic. It's not realistic. You know, we always was used to seeing the golden uh, eggs and not the golden goose, right? Yeah. You're the golden goose. The person watching this is looking at this, but then they might be looking at the backdrop and the mics and saying, I need that. That's the golden eggs. Okay. But they don't know what the goose had to do to do it. The goose don't look like as golden as the egg, too, by the way. What the goose produces is what comes out. So if you see a nigga driving a Ferrari, you'd be like, damn, I want that Ferrari. You know, but you don't know the golden goose. You don't know how that Ferrari got on the road and how that nigga got in in, in front of the Ferrari. So it's like people people will see that um and then and they'll get it twisted. And I wanna say the story about Jesus. Uh, first of all, this for, uh, got two stories about Jesus. Uh, for everybody in the city, especially in the city of Augusta, where we from and where we at, um, if 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 ever uh, you feel like people don't respect you enough here, you gotta remember where Jesus was from. He was just a carpenter. When he left, he was the Messiah. You know what I mean? The you know he was Jesus Christ. You know when he left. So, yeah, it feels like everywhere else is better for you, but you are who you are no matter what, no no matter where you are. Um, now, going back to the other story, I'm not a religious person, by the way. He just so many Jesus references in my mind because I really, I look up to Jesus in a sense, that's a different topic. Um, it's the story of it. It's the story of it, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's so similar to what we, what we do, you know? Um, so, Jesus goes off into the wilderness, he starves, he has to get his own food and all of that stuff, like he's going through a lot, and he gets tempted by the devil three times, right? The devil says, I can make, I can get you this food in abundance, you know what I mean? All you got to do is say the word. That's the devil in his ear, and yeah. Jesus is like, nah, right? Now, here's the problem with being a starving artist, and here's the similarities with that with being a starving artist. Us, when you feeling like an artist should go through that, you're 100% right. I feel like that too because you have to go out there into the wilderness and starve and do all of this, get tempted, not bite, all of this stuff and so you can know what's out there because when Jesus came back, he took off on his journey. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So you have to go out there and do that. The problem is once you go out there, when you are starving that one time and the devil whisper in your ear and say, I can turn this rock into a piece of bread. And you like, fuck, yeah, nigga is hungry, shit. <laughs> shit, what's one piece of bread? I mean, you ain't got to have my soul or nothing. Nah, yeah. and the devil going to lie to you. Nah. Boom. Makes it that, uh, eats that bread. You good for the time being. Now you hungry again. Oh, shit. What you going to get? Oh, man, it was so easy. Did it. So now you might become a slave to whatever that, quote unquote in now in now terms devil is you know mm-hmm. what I mean whatever that devil is that is enabling you from continuing your journey and going through these things right you could become a slave to that so with that said I was out in the weird wilderness before I was tempted plenty of times you know what I'm saying I bit on some of them plenty of times and I got the scars to, to prove it but then I come back God takes me back and says, all right, go ahead, hit the reset button. Go ahead, start over. Let's do this right. And I see what he see what he saw. And I hate to put a gender on God because I like to just think it's everything. But like I see what God saw. And I see where I went wrong. 
and I see the story of Jesus being tempted and being starving in the process. But he's an artist too, because his art is getting people to follow him and and preaching the word and and saving them. Like this is his art form. And later, after he starved, he got his disciples, which is the homies, which is the people that's going to help you carry the fucking camera one day. Your Paul, your you know what I mean. Your your you know whatever the disciples' names are. That's who you're. You're working this moment and starving this moment to get to that moment. And one day, like every person that has been on top, you will get crucified for something. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then there goes the crucifixion. Now, how you respond to that, you can die in the eyes of everyone. Not physically, not real, not for real. You might be at home, but in their eyes, you can die. When we talk about Nicki Minaj and we talk about how people are are acting towards her, she's dying in their eyes. Mm-hmm. And the artists feel that. Only a person that has been a starving artist and went on this journey and got the disciples and did all of this only to be like, we don't like you anymore. That's like a damn, like, what? You know what I did for you? <laughs> I'm, I'm Jesus. Like At that point, everybody's a certain Jesus. That's why Jay-Z is Jay-Z. But it's also a battle of staying grounded. Yes, it That's is. That's where man. Nikki feels at, though. No, well, the devil is tempting, and and it's not. You don't understand if you. I'm, I know she's not breaking it down like me in my mind. So if she don't understand it and just feel it, and like you said, what was that thing about women that you said earlier? They're self centered. So a lot of women are self centered. I don't expect a lot of women to handle that that well. Yeah, they don't handle each other that well. We handle each other. We might not like each other. We'd be in the same room just chilling. They might not like each other. They get real uncomfortable. Real uncomfortable. They yeah. can't stay centered in an environment It's like funny that. you said that because I said that the other day. I was like, I'm around people that, that I don't see eye to eye with often. And I, I never even think to stand up and just hit them in their shit. Yeah, like why? Because that's stupid. Come on. Like, I know I'm not going to be here long. I don't have to. <laughs> I don't have to like you like while I'm here right now. But I do have to respect your space. You know what I'm you know saying, what I think and that's it is? all it is. I, I think we should we we should uh we should definitely save. We should do another one one day. We got mm-hmm. two more. We, we got two more. We're gonna do. We got do one when I drop my album, and another one, and this one right here uh, about relationships. But I think females are new to this. We true to this, and it's that's in a lot of forms, whether it's cheating or whether it's you know. Um, 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 and other things. I didn't even want to say cheating and stop at cheating. I just couldn't think of that. <laughs> but like, uh, so like one thing that we true to is women. It took a long time for them to get rights, right? Yeah, correct. It took them a long time to get good position at jobs. It's still taking them some time to get equal pay. They're behind in a lot of the sense. We're true to this. We've been through this. But statistically, women are way more educated than us. They are. And you know what? When I first heard that statistic, I didn't believe it until I went to college and I walked in. Uh... I always counted how many black students it was. I don't know why I kept doing that. So, and like, and like a minority thing to do is like, Nah, because it amazed me. Like I walked into I walk into this university, my first class, there's 60 students. There's 10 black students out of 60. Yeah. My next class, there's like 45 students. There's like seven black kids. But out of those 10 and out of those seven, like 80% of them are women. It's yeah. like me and another guy, the rest are women. Hmm. I think, man, I think women are smart. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to sound sexist up here. Women are extremely smart. They're smarter than me. They're smarter than you. You know, we just got to throw that out. These are full disclaimers. 
but with the positive comes the negative. So I think that we are um, tired. Think I think so? men are tired. We we have a lot of stuff to deal with that stumps our growth. Yeah. And I think we can't be that smart. Like, it's hard for us to be that smart. Whereas women, like I was saying, it took them a while to get certain things. They was homing themselves. Like, when I say homing, I mean conditioning, dreaming, and this is what we need to do, and all of this stuff. We're just out there. Like, we're like... Here's your pitchfork, go work. Here's your shovel, go work. Here's your hat, go work. And we just got to deal with it as they come. Like, damn. Oh, I know what you're saying. You see what I'm saying? How I would break it down, though, is like women just possess things that we don't necessarily have. Can't and have them. one of those things are very important things. Like, I tell my homeboys all the time, like, um, y'all need to work on your patience. Mm. Women are women are very patient. But That's not, why they're able look, to deal with kids better than us. Not, oh, here's another thing. You ready for this? I'm ready. They are not patient with each other. Oh, correct. But why is that? Why are we? It's because they're similar. Look, so so therefore, if the roles were reversed and women were out here working in jobs, majority women and majority, you know, if it was just in reverse. We're just a janitor now or something like that. And the boss and the secretary and the lead supervisor is all women. It's a different story. It's a whole different ballgame. But when you throw a man in there, not saying we, we're we not smart. We don't do nothing. We just, we become this like pillar that that stuff just don't happen around. Mm-hmm. The cattiness don't really just happen around a man like that. Because we, we're going to be looking like... And, but women just I would act, like to say logic <laughs> logic yeah logic amongst women and and but women are logic amongst us yeah so it's a healthy balance it's a healthy balance but so me and you can be together don't like each other from a grain of salt and work together and get something done um uh, me and this girl can do the same thing we're we're good like that take us out two girls that don't like each other for whatever reason, it's hard, man. It's hard. Don't add another one. Don't add the dynamics. Don't do like what is really going on with us and our. Jobs. It shows you. It shows you how much how we're similar to animals. <laughs> That's what it shows. Primitive you. behavior, bro. Yeah. It's primitive. Everything we do is primitive. Like when when you get into a car accident, you and hit the car, boom, and then. Your primitive behavior, you got, like, depending on what, what kind of person me and you both are. Yeah. Shit, I'm out. That's a primitive behavior. Yeah. Or minds could be like, damn, what the fuck? I'm going to get out, and then I'm a, I am might look at my car and be like, my fucking car. But the other person over there laid out on the street. Or the other person might get out and just run to see if the other person okay. These are all primitive behaviors that, correct. depending on the correct, person, correct. is how they handle the damn situation. And so, like I said, like we are all like animals. And that's why, like, I've always believed, especially for the simple fact I was raised by a woman, I always believe women are just the most beautiful people on the face of this planet. But when you break it down, every single girlfriend. So nothing else. Oh yeah, there's a but. No, no, no. This matters. There's a but. Every woman I ever had in my life, and I done been around some really nice women. Mm-hmm. They all had the same factor about them. They were very nurturing, very caring. But when it came to helping others, especially people that you call friends, 
They did not understand that shit. Women do not understand the friend thing. Because for them, a friend is just someone you hang out with, someone that just has a similar interest as you. So that could be drinking. That could be painting. Mm. A friend is just a friend to them. If it's not your blood family member, they don't understand why you would care about that person. You know what? That makes sense. This girl put... Because we value relationships different. But go I've ahead. seen this post on social media, and this girl was like... Y'all niggas out here being sugar daddies to y'all homeboys when y'all go out. In my mind, I, I had put a post. I said, uh, yeah, sugar brothers. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but I was like, in my mind, I'm like, that's what niggas do. You know what I mean? We go out. If I ain't got money, you got me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a brotherhood. And, and you ain't going to come home. Women don't with, have that, though, Nah, bro. they don't have that. And you ain't going to come home to your uh, homeboys, our homeboys mutual, and be like, man, this nigga Truzy never got no motherfucking money. Yeah. You going to do that? Because you the next time we go out, you going to probably be like, choose you good or you need me to... And it ain't even going... Bro, that is just what's supposed... My homie Jay Dover, he going to appreciate me saying this. But Jay Dover used to pay for all our foods. When we graduated, he was the only one with a full-time job at Walmart. So we'd be at McDonald's about 3, 4, 5 in the morning. We starving. Jay like, yo, you want a burger, yo? And then, boom, he'd give us a burger. But that's what you're supposed to do. He ain't never going to throw that up in our face because mm-hmm. that's what niggas do for each other. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, we, we take Why care of each other. Why don't women have that, though? Is it is it because they don't play sports? <laughs> That was deep. I ain't I'm, yeah. nah, I'm joking. I'm joking, but I'm kind of serious at the same time. Cause that's what I thought it was like growing up. Not saying women don't play sports, but it's like only you know, certain type of women play sports. Yeah. So it's like, is that what it is? Like they just not Whoa. used to having that bond with someone that isn't blood Let's related. Let's talk about it. Let's speak about it. What do a woman do if she's not playing sports? Oh, every, I have no idea. That's my point. Every man, <laughs> every man play sports whether it's for a team or whether they just fucking around outside whether they playing ball at the court Mm -hmm. uh playing two-hand touch playing tackle football like we've all found our way into a sport in some kind of way now that i think about it but only certain type of females play basketball and we could tell who those type of females are yeah only certain type of uh, females play volleyball and softball all of that stuff Track and field. Track and field. Only certain types. Cheerleading is not a sport. It's not. And only the <laughs> and the average. Gymnastics definitely is a sport, though. It definitely is. Because I then, know I can't do that but shit. But even this, certain type of females. So then it's like, but the average female, what is she doing with that time and interaction and stuff like that? Like, you're right. I never thought of it like that. It could be team sports. I mean, not saying it's all team sports. Of course, of course it's something way deeper, but just... Man, trying to I, hit surface level. I think it just got something to do with how women view themselves. What if what if they call us dogs because they're like cats? We call them cat fights. They call us dogs. That's funny you would say that because I said something on cats Twitter. Are like that, bro. I said I literally just tweeted something like like that on Twitter. You're gonna laugh your ass off. If when we're I read animals it. too, I'm just throwing it out. We already said we're animals. So if men are dogs and women are cats. Cats don't even fuck with each other Look, like that the all the time. the last tweet I said, too. Somebody said, cheating is only okay if the woman does it. I said, exactly why I don't trust shit but a dog. Dogs are loyal. Bitches aren't. Mm. A little double entendre. Yeah, it definitely was. It definitely was. <laughs> Shout out to the bitches, though. Nah, See, nah. if we're dogs, they're dogs also. They're dogs also. But they're bitches. Yeah, they're a different type of dog. Mm-hmm. 
But either way, they're the total but opposite. I'm only I'm only saying they're bitches if I have to be a dog. Yeah. Oh, uh, I said, man. Even what? though I'm gonna be honest, I do relate to dogs sometimes. Like when I see a dog, I'm like I'm loyal like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I had this rap line about something like that, like recently that I wrote. I don't never remember none of my fucking lines, but like, bro, do you write? I know that's random, but do you write? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm a I'm a writer through and through. You know, uh, I've just recently. In the past couple of three I think, years. I think people need to give up that Lil Wayne and Gucci shit. Like, bring right back. That's really what's taking away the out of music. Yeah. Is the fact that they're not putting That going no in, no in pen, it. no pad, you're not coming up with a concept to a song. I love a good song structure. I can tell you went and just punched in and just was saying shit. Can I tell you when I was engineering sessions in Atlanta what I saw? What? This is what I saw, bro. It's going to blow your mind. So... I'd be at the desk like this. Boom, boom, boom. Niggas, nigga right there, right? All right, bro, I'm ready. You know, he already got the lean over here. He got the weed. He got, you know, all the homeboys on the couch slumped. And then, all right, boom. I press space bar. The beat start playing. He's like, I done came up with the AK. All right, stop me right there, bro. And I stop him on that line. Let me hear that joint. I done came up with the AK. There's nothing else after that, so I'm like, <laughs> all right, bro, I'm ready. I done came up with the AK. Yeah, shorty there, that's my baby. All right, stop right there, bro. Literally one bar at a time. Punch, punch, one punch, punch, bar, punch. Bro. I've seen that before. And then what, but can you imagine what's not in there anymore? Like, there's nothing in this song. There is only the first thing you think of, and the first thing you think of don't ever make sense. Ever make sense. Unless you freaking trying to make a decision that you know you should have made. But if you just fucking high drunk, all of this shit, and then you hit a beat, and the first thing come out of your, your mouth is like, bitch, it be all on my dick. All right, stop it right there. <laughs> it's be all so my trash, bro. Yeah, I be flipping the big. I <laughs> hate that flow, on, bro. Man. I hate that fucking flow. Look at the beat get rid, and then it, when it then here's what make uh, make me mad. Then when they really stop and be like, then they start singing. <laughs> all right, stop it, bro. Stop it, bro. The young thugs, young thugs, bro. But young thugs love the little Waynes. Yeah, and and the little Waynes love the Jay Z's. Wayne Wayne experimented. He 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 pushed a lot of lines, yeah. But he never went in a booth and rapped about nothing. That That's that true. rock album he put out was trash, still about but he though. still had some shit in his lyrics. I always say, even Wayne at his worst is always at his best. Yeah, for <laughs> like, sure. Yeah. He never he never half ass. He gave it everything. We just didn't understand his art because his perception of it was just totally different. Yeah. Our minds wasn't on what his mind was on. If he just looked different doing it, I think we would have been okay. You think so? I think he just he like at some point you know leopard leopard spotted leggings you know prancing around on the stage at some point at some point it's funny because people was like nah we ain't fucking with that but then Young Thug comes out and they, and it don't matter yeah they fucking with it yeah pioneer game though no nah, Young Thug is kind of switching his image up too though he is especially with those interviews he's doing too. it he's doing it real slightly though yeah I'm noticing though I'm picking up. Well, I think he's whoever's advising him is advising him in a smart way. I know I've, I've seen his interviews and I heard how he talked about himself and what kind of person he is. So yeah, not, I think he I'm did not, Big Boy recently. Yeah, I'm not taking away nothing from his own personal mental, but he's um he's making the right decisions based off of his career trajectory. He knows he can't try to compete 
in a certain kind of way with 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 new niggas. You remember when Future was getting mad on the, online at one point and was going at Young Thug? Like, I'm the nigga that did... And just last year, I did this and I did that. Y'all niggas is this for my style. Da-da-da-da-da. It's like you don't gotta do that, you know. When you get to a certain, when you get to a certain point, you're supposed to just kind of like carve out this little space for yourself, right? Yeah. What Thug is starting to carve out that space without having to say nothing to anybody, you know, or go off or claim the spot publicly and then try to let the music show for. It. Like Wayne can literally come out and be like, "I'm the reason for all of this shit," but he's never done it. Instead, he just carved out this space for himself. Granted, he could have carved out a better space, but. Nevertheless, he kept his mouth shut and kept it kept it G like that. Jay don't go on interviews and saying, I'm the reason for all of y'all niggas doing this. Instead, he carves out of space. So I think Young Thug is really doing the right thing. So well, whoever's advising him, you know, or whatever the case may be, but they doing a, they doing their thing over there, bro. I agree. Yeah, man. But yeah, bro, before we get off the podcast, I got one topic we gotta hit. Okay. Um, I know you seen the Joker. Yes. How did you like did it? You, you didn't see it yet, though, did you? I seen it. Oh, okay. I want to see it again, though. <laughs> the, yeah, me too, bro. I, I, my, uh, I had my whole girls was like, "Yeah, we went to go see uh, Joker last night." I said, "I would have went with y'all," <laughs> but, but all right. So, greatest movie of greatest movie in the last five years. You can take DC. What was the movie from five years ago, though? I don't know. Okay. I don't need to know. I see everybody actually that on Facebook. They you did. wasn't answering. I, yeah, I'll go back. I'll look up five years ago and look up what movies. Look, as I talk, you do it. You Google what was five years ago. I don't know. I, I say greatest movie since Dark Knight, maybe. Another Batman. I'm, I mean, I'm a Batman fanatic, though. I so. am, too. Batman's my guy. I'm yeah. Batman. Yeah, I fuck. I fuck with Batman. I sound like uh, Jim Carrey when when he was. Uh, when I am the Batman. I am Batman. Anyway, Joker was the greatest. It was. Um, it was so different. They bridged both Jokers br- together. Yes. They See, br- I don't think it was anything like Heath Ledger. Anything. No, no. This is what I. No, nothing like Heath Ledger. Not this even is, like Jack Nicholson. I think it was just a different Joker. I, I gotta tell you. No, it was. But I gotta tell you what I seen. You remember when he had started dancing? Hmm. Jack Nicholson. Oh, okay. Right, okay, right, okay. right. Just a little, little, okay. little shit like that, right? But they only squeezed it when he was trying to calm himself down. So he just started doing these weird-ass moves after he like kind of went crazy a little bit in his mind. Uh-huh. Heath Ledger, um, the part where he's got his head against out the glass on the, uh, of the police car, same shot. When Heath Ledger got arrested in in Dark Knight, oh, okay, okay, same okay, same shot. So n- different Joker, but like they did these little, these two little things that was like it's this guy and it's this guy, and it takes place where Jack Nicholson uh, Joker was. It takes place a long time ago, not in Dark Knight where it was up to date and modern. It takes place when Bruce was a kid, right? Mm-hmm. So we get to see that again, and then um, I love a good origin story though. Of Joker? Yeah. Bruh. Just the origin story, period. Bro, if this wasn't even a DC movie, bro, it would have been easily one of the best movies I've ever seen still. Take DC out of it. Take Joker out of it. Let's say if it was just called... Oh, I don't even remember the nigga's name in there. But like... I don't either. You know what I mean? <laughs> but let's just say it was called Cliff. And this was the story of Cliff. And I seen this movie and I was like, yo, this shit is crazy. The delusional part with old girl. A lot of people said they didn't like the structure of it because it was similar to uh, Taxi. Is that the movie? Yeah, Taxi. Taxi with Robert De Niro? 
Uh, I never seen Taxi, so I gotta look that up. Uh, the only yeah. Taxi I know is the one with Robert De Niro. Yeah, they said it was like the same kind of structure, like it, the movie was structured like that, and they wish it was a little more original. But I don't know. It was still good to me. It painted the picture perfect. I think maybe because it takes place in a, in a certain time frame. Yeah. Let me um let me read you something I seen right before you came here though. Okay. And I just lost it. I'll find it real quick though. First of all, that laugh when he was struggling with the laugh. Bro, it was so many mental illnesses in that movie. Dog. It was crazy. And bro, you know what's funny? Last night I was watching Mike Tyson's podcast, one of the best podcasts out too. But every time I watch his podcast, I have this weird thing where I try to like diagnose people. Like with their mental illness. (laughs) Yeah. So every time I watch him, like the shit he goes through, because you can just hear the pain and passion and like him struggling with who he used to be and how much he hates it. I try to figure out what's wrong with him, but I can't because everybody's different. Like just like the Joker, so much shit is wrong with him. You can't pinpoint it because he has so many issues. Damn. Like that's how people are. And that's why them them, them books just rarely work. Well, anyway, this is an article. It's called uh, Joker Viewers Walked Out of the Cinema Because It's Too Dark. Good. That and that was confirmation for everybody to go see it. Uh-huh. Okay. So here we go. Talking to Twitter. One viewer said, I've just walked out of the Joker. Maybe I was naive in going, didn't realize what an origin story would be like. Maybe because I live with someone with mental health. It was just far too dark for me to be able to watch. Another commented, Mental illness is a serious topic. Horrible dark movie. We walked out of it. We don't recommend it. We already live in a sick society. Let's not add to it, please. Third person wrote, would just like to say if anyone is thinking of going to watch the Joker movie, there should be a giant red trigger warning banner (laughs) while buying tickets or something. People walked out after the first graphic shooting, and there was quite a few after. First off, let me say, I don't think the Joker movie was violent enough. There was only like three violent scenes in it. Yeah. I've seen worse. Yeah. So basically people are saying that this movie was just too violent. It was too dark. And it dealt with too many issues that were were too realistic. And um, lastly, they said it opened up for copycat. So there could be copycats in the future. Okay. (laughs) Um... What's up with people thinking video games is the cause of uh, sick-minded people killing people? Sick? Because they white. <laughs> That's what it is. Some white people shit. It you, is. If you, I had agree. A, if you had a ten-year-old son, you took him to go see Joker. You ain't got to give him no pep talk afterwards. These white folks got to get their kids a pep talk because they don't know what they do when they go in that room. They the ones shooting up theaters. They the ones shooting up schools. They the ones blaming on the video games. They the ones blaming it on the movies. That's yeah. white people saying that shit. So we, me and him, me and this man, we're part of the 13% in America. And, and, and <laughs> that don't do the, that yeah, bullshit. Yeah, that don't do that shit. He on the 13%, we let that shit ride. And we just watched it because we know it's a movie. And we live in shit like that. Yeah, It's the sure. thing. White people be like this. Hi, how were you? And they really be fucking crazy. That's why they don't like Joker because it fucking reminds them of themselves. This yeah. is a white story. Oh, because let's be clear. I commented on one of your posts about the Joker, and I was like, it reminded me of how crazy I am, too. I didn't mean that kind of crazy. No. I meant just normal crazy. Yeah, like, just... throw it off to the point that I understood some of the things he was going through. Yeah, like, I mean, come on. Like, 
the dude gets like fired. Like the dude gives him a gun, and then and and then and then the dude lied and was like, yeah, like yo, this nigga like said you got a gun and stuff. And like nah, you got it. He was like nah, you got to ask him. He was like nah, I don't want to hit. And yeah. like like these are the shits that men have to go through too. You know what I mean? It, it's from a white lens, but this is stuff that men have to go through. That I don't give a fuck what you're talking about. Type of deal, you're fired. Or I don't give a fuck about what you're talking about. You ain't getting this help. Mm-hmm. Or I don't give a fuck about what you're talking about. They shutting down the office. You gonna Bruh, have to find isn't it crazy how they like how they shot the movie trying to humanize him? I love that aspect because it's like it makes you wanna it makes you wanna give him a hug until yeah. you see how twisted he is. Even then, especially might, when he got jumped by the Wall Street guys. Even then, you might want to give him a hug. Still, you might want to just be like, because uh, I don't think he's gonna kill me for no reason. I don't know. Joker is sick, dog. He was. Did you see? How we he grew shot up watching Robert the cartoons. De Niro, Robert De Niro, though, his level of uh, craziness was like cartoon level. Yeah, because it was like it made sense, but it was like, why is he the creepiest part too? And I called I got that a shit out too. But what I went the creepiest part, and I called it out when it happened. I said, dog, it's no way in hell he's fucking that girl from Atlanta. Bruh. I called that oh, shit out instantly. It. Instantly. I, I, I knew like it, this. bro. I didn't call it. I was like this. Because you know what it reminded me of? And I just got chills because I'm about to say it. Bro, when I was a kid, the Sixth Sense scared the living shit out oh, of me. Yeah. I got Sixth Sense vibes yeah. when he seen her. Like when he walked up there and he kissed her and how they didn't build her character up. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, this is some Sixth Sense type shit. Yo, when he walked out with the blood on his shoe, I was like, damn. Like this nigga, yo, he gone now. Like he's officially... Off the rocket, you want to hear my uh, theory? What's up? Him and Batman might be brothers, right? Nah, nah, hell nah. Check it out. Check. I'm a, just this. this and is, and and I hate the fact that they tried to throw that in there somehow. So this is that my th- bothered me. So this is my theory. It bothered me to think that their writers would put something in there at maybe an hour and forty four into the movie, and then in an hour and fifty five into the movie, say it's not true. It bothered me too, right? But then I thought to myself, what would a rich white man do if he got another woman pregnant? The richest white man. I mean, yeah, it was believable. It it did it did fit in. So now check this out. Now let me bridge this gap with the cartoons. Joker and Batman have this relationship where Batman never wants to kill Joker. And Joker don't necessarily ever want to kill Batman. Like in the cartoon, especially. Like it was like they're playing with each other. Every time Joker got on, it was like they were playing with each other. Mm-hmm. Two Face got on, it's like he trying to he trying to kill a nigga. You know what I mean? If or Mr. Freeze come on, he freezing like he killing niggas. Joker just was like, I'm gonna do this. And if Batman shows up, I'm gonna laugh and I'm gonna like, you know, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna do all of this other stuff. So what if that nigga laugh is creepy too? Oh, it was crazy. He got me wanting to change my laugh because now I'm thinking like, what if my laugh sucks laugh. too? Oh no, I got a creepy ass. My laugh. shit crazy. People tell me too, like when they be watching my videos, they be like, "Bro, your laugh throws me the fuck off." Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> nah, but like, yeah, can you imagine if they, Insert if they really, laugh. if they, yeah, that, yeah, that's what that was. <laughs> if they really brothers, and when we see them go against each other, it's going to be so much reluctant reluctancy to I would I would hate that about a story because I was a comic book nerd and Batman killed Joker so many fucking times. <laughs> yeah, so now you went back to the comic books. Yeah, I, bro, no, no, you I, right. I grew up a comic book nerd, you bro. Right. So I can't help it. Like 
and I am one of those people that watch movies and be like, this isn't like the comic. All right, so I'm one of them. So, I'm one so of them you gotta nerds, hate Marvel right? for you know not not doing doing the Incredible Hulk, Planet and Hulk, but not really the Planet Hulk. I didn't like I didn't like Endgame. The last one I didn't really because, like it. it was rushed because uh they already had that shit too because Thanos Thanos is supposed to serve death so therefore they were supposed to tie in everything he was doing was to please death and they never tied that in mm. and that bothered the shit out of me mm. I ain't know I ain't never know that yeah Thanos yeah. did everything he did trying to please death it ma- it makes it makes sense because this this dude is sitting here with. This motive to do all of that, like, mm-hmm. just did he wake up? Like, did Thanos like? Cause remember, Thanos is Thanos. He gotta go to sleep. Yeah. So like, did he like? Mm, you know, you gotta you gotta really paint the picture of it. That's what they did on the Joker movie. You gotta really paint the picture of nigga stretching, taking a piss, and then being like, oh, yeah, I gotta take over this motherfucking planet because people it gotta be bouncing. But see, motherfucker, I, <laughs> yeah. I always have to remember it's a movie and they only had two or three hours. <laughs> <laughs> He was smoking weed with death, like, yo, I think I need to be balancing this shit, yo. Yeah, like, there's too you. many motherfuckers in the world. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. This is, this is about to sound crazy, but Thanos Thanos had, you know, a good idea. Just poor execution. Yeah, it, I mean. But I don't think you need to kill everybody. I just think we need to eliminate some people's voices. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to start with Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby. No, 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 no. We're going to start with OJ. OJ, this okay. creepy nigga has to get wow. off Twitter. <laughs> OJ, that creepy nigga got to get off Twitter, dog. OJ has to be the anti something of someone that we don't know yet. Like who? OJ is, is the, creepy, bro. But who is the uh, the who is the the good version of him? Like, is there somebody out there that's like that? Because OJ know. is a different breed, bro. No, his takes his takes on Twitter be wild. Then like. He be on there trying to play it off like some fantasy football shit, but he'll just keep like saying little words. Yeah, he'll just say little slick shit, bro. Basically, OJ is just trying to shit on the world. Like, hey, y'all, let me get away with murder. And like, it's I the seen... reason why he's shitting on. It's the reason why they let him get away, bro. We talking about Bill Cosby now. It was timing, bro. It was it was right after the uh, the Rodney King shit. Yeah, but even after. Like they can kill that nigga right now, if, oh, but it's not getting in the way of some. Like it's like he's free. It's like he's free, and I don't and know weird. what that really means but for you know, society. All the conspiracy theorists are saying we're still paying for OJ getting off. So now, like you know, recently, uh, what's her name, Amber Geiger? They saying she got ten years because we're paying for OJ getting off. <laughs> That's what the conspiracy theorists are saying. Hey, man. Hey, I'm a bro. I'm gonna be honest. Johnny Cochran did that shit, and he gone. So now it's like they came in. Bro, I don't fuck with conspiracy theories. I'm what? just gonna be honest. I don't, dog. How can you not? I don't, bro. Don't call them conspiracy theories. Call them possibilities. Okay. Let, okay, possibilities. It's a big possibility. The guy that died after testifying in that case really did have a connect in Louisiana. Wait, what happened? I know now? some people. I know some people that drive further. For drugs. <laughs> oh, he was driving for drugs? Nah, somebody they said they said, uh, you know the guy that testified in her case. Yeah, yeah, died. I know he I Yeah, know. so the people the people that killed him was from Louisiana. They drive they drove from Louisiana up to Dallas, Texas, and they uh they killed him or whatever. When when they went into the guy they killed house, he had twelve pounds of marijuana. And on person, I forgot how much they said he had. So basically, they're saying the government set it up. They killed them. 
and what they said, the government set him up, they killed him, and they planted it there to make it seem like a drug deal gone bad. That's what the conspiracy theorists are saying. Or he had 12 pounds on him. The government already knew because you're testifying in a big-ass case. And What is the government getting from this, though? She's already been sentenced for manslaughter. Well, let's not say government. I think that's too big. Government ain't, ain't concerned with uh, this white woman killing this black dude in his apartment. Let's, there you go. Somebody being realistic. Let's let's say state. Let's just say statewide. Because okay. you seen uh, making a murderer, mm-hmm. right? You see how they did William Avery. Yeah, it's just like that. Oh, don't get me wrong. Uh, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I don't believe in most conspiracies, but I do know people do conspire against others. There just like with MLK, it's and, proven. And Some Ju- things are Julia, just proven. And Julius Caesar. I just don't think everything is a conspiracy. And I also like waiting to see how things play out. Well, you know, it's only a conspiracy when you don't know. Correct. And it's only a conspiracy and when... And most of the time, we don't know shit. <laughs> so every the whole world is a the conspiracy theory on God, the conspiracy theory on yeah. weather. Like, you know? And I'm glad you said God, because that's what I say all the time. You know, People like to label me an atheist. I'm not an atheist because I don't know. Yeah. And I'm just one of those people that admit I don't know. Yeah. Someone that sits in front of me and tells me that they do know, I think is insane. Yeah. And I, you know, I try not to voice that opinion too loudly because I don't want to offend anyone. Yeah. But I'm just gonna say it. For, for now on, I'm saying it. I think if you sit in front of me and you tell me you know, I think your ass is insane. <laughs> yeah. I just I just do dog. I like, guess, I guess, you know, I'ma take the school systems approach and not say anything at all. But I understand. I understand all views. I'm a Libra, so I'm balanced. So I understand yeah. and see everything. And that's what the the, uh, the last podcast I did, uh, the guy on there, his name is Blue. He basically was saying he think all gay people are mentally ill. And, Damn. But he had You some, did the podcast with him? Yeah. And he said that? And I had my homeboy Kel on there, and Kel was really hot about all his statements. I had explained to Kel, we actually was texting about it today. We were sending long texts back and forth about that podcast because he just listened to it today, and he was still upset about it. See, we were sending long messages back and forth. Jeez. And I told Kel, because I told Kel, I was like, that was the first time Blue, it, it was like Blue's third or fourth time doing a podcast with me. It was the first time he ever had a good take. And Kel was like, nigga, that's not a good take. I like, bro, let me tell you why it's a good take. He actually had something that made sense. You don't have to agree with someone. You just have to understand them. Yeah. It was the first time I understood Mental what the fuck illness? he was trying to say. No, no, no. Okay. That got, shit is dumb. It. That shit is oh, dumb. Okay, okay. It was uh, something else. The good take he had was he basically said, and I got a promo video of it. He basically said, like, Okay, he called being gay unnatural and unhealthy. I don't agree with that. But um, he basically said that um, you don't have to agree with everything people do. And he said we basically normalize the behavior or something, something, something. I understood where he was coming from. Not saying I agree. I don't agree with anything he said about it. Yeah. Because he also said some crazy shit. Like, he told me that two girls kissing in a threesome isn't gay. He also told me we aren't supposed to be having sex unless it's for procreation. But he has sex. I told him he's a hypocrite. He told me, no. He said, bro, you would sit and tell a kid not to smoke weed, too. And you smoked weed before. I was like, bro, I would tell a kid not to smoke weed because his brain isn't developed yet. And he should wait to make a decision like that. After his brain is developed and, you know... You don't wow. want to be 15 years old with a developing brain and kill your brain cells. 
With that said, I don't know if he believes any of that shit. Nah, his ass is crazy. No, no. when I say that, though... But it was his first time having a hot take. A good hot take. When I say that... Yeah, that shit was, that shit was a take. <laughs> but when I say that, I don't think you can't believe any of that. Like, it's a strong take. It's exactly what you said. It's a take. But let him come face to face with uh, a homosexual. He ain't going to see no mental illness. He not going to see that. And let him have That's a conversation. That's what I told him. I told him, I told him he was, uh, his, his biggest problem in life is he's, he's very, very, very ignorant and closed-minded. He only knows what he's seen before and he hasn't seen enough. Yeah, okay. So yeah. I told him that's the issue. Cause I, cause how I am, and the reason why I say that's because I'm, I come off as a very opinionated person, right? Mm-hmm. I may have an opinion from a distance, but I take every human being when they get in front of me as just a human being. And you know, if I like you, I like you. If I don't, I don't. Meaning, so if I think you, like I'm like I could look at Slim and be like, man, I can't stand this nigga. Like yo, this nigga, da da da, this nigga, da da da. Then I dap you like, what up, Slim? Like we were saying, men can kind of be in the same room and be your. Yeah. Yo, I go back like, yo, I like Slim. Like, cool. Why was I saying that in the first place? I had no right to say that. No reason to say I don't like Slim. And we all had those moments before. And we've all had those moments. So I recently had somebody come up to me with that. Yeah. With that type. With that type of energy. Like me and him been beefing since we was like kids. I'm yeah. talking about like really beefing. Word. And he came up to me. I was I was walking to a restaurant. I guess he was in the hotel behind the restaurant. And he walked up to me and he was like, yo, Slim. And I turned around. I kind of stepped back for a second. And he was like, nah. He was like, bro, I like what you're doing, bro. He, right. was like, he was like, I really want you to shoot my music video. Right. I like, shit, I got you. You know no what I mean? Like, so it's like, whatever's going on, you can't... People from a distance can't tell who is who. Yeah, right for sure. But then when you get up, oh okay, oh I know. So it's like I may have my views on homosexuality and be and be all like I may talk to my girl and be like yeah, and then boom, meet a gay dude and be like oh what up? Oh what's your name? Da 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 da. All right, yeah, but all right, cool, yeah, cool dude. And you just gotta leave a person where they at, like where see, where they are. That's what person. I told Blue about this whole matter. I told him, I said, I have friends that I hang out with every day that's extremely feminine. Mm-hmm. And I was like, So you mean to tell me all gay people are feminine? I said, No, I know I know gay people that's more masculine than the friends I be with every day. And it's not even close. You got those, you got those. yeah. I'm still, so it's it's just yeah, like it doesn't make sense. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, what it what it is 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 takes morphed in with a uncomfortability. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like I like this take. I like the fact that it could be a mental illness because some god that be wrong with these motherfuckers. I like that take because I'm because that's weird. Yeah, two, two girls kissing her, it ain't bad. Like you know what I mean. Like it's just like and that, that ah, shit threw me all the way. That's because you're comfortable with that and uncomfortable with the other one. Correct. But don't say this about the one you're uncomfortable with just because you're uncomfortable. You could just say, "I'm uncomfortable with the shit. I don't have no take. I'm uncomfortable with it." Loud gay people make me. This is me. Loud and real flamboyant gay people make me very uncomfortable. Makes me very uncomfortable because I feel like. Even if you're feminine, women are not even like that. You know what I mean? Some women are not even like that. So it's like, why can't we all be cool? Not why can't gay people be cool, but why can't we all be chill? Yeah. So when you come up and uh uh-uh, uh, uh uh, 
nah. Like, yeah. you doing that shit? Because like, nah, loud, loud females make you uncomfortable too then. They right? make me uncomfortable. Exactly. I'm not really down with the, I got, I'm, I'm a chill dude. So it's like, yeah. but does that make me wrong? Does that make me wrong for not liking that aspect of homosexuality? Because I'm like, okay, cool. You know, you know, I, I can't get get with the loud. No, because I don't think that has nothing to do with, with with being gay. I think that more so has something to do with character. Yeah, exactly. You took the words on my mouth. So, so there you go. I don't think I have a problem. I think I just deal with people's characters, and yeah. I'm like, yo, if I fuck with you, I fuck with you. If I don't, I don't. Because yeah, I have my. I'm with you before. also, especially like if it's somebody with me. I don't like somebody that's out with me in public being loud. Nah, bro, that shit is not nah, me. Nah, dog. nah, we like this. We like this. Like. We holding our hands right here. We chilling. You know what I mean? Like, we not like, yeah. hey, hey, hey. Like, we yeah. doing that. Like, nah, bro. Like, I am who I am. I got the right to do that. I'd probably be more famous if I did that. But I'm like, no, no. We're going to just chill. We're going to sit in the back. We're going to have our brew. We're going to look at the girls walking by. We're going to be like, yeah, yeah, she dope. Yeah, she cool. But we ain't even going to be like, hey, ma, come in. Grab an orange. She like, oh, that shit's like, aggravating. Uh, you know what I mean, like, bro? I got a homeboy. Every time we go out, like, he won't grab her. He nah, he won't scream at him right then and there. He'll <laughs> let him go by. That shit eats him up inside. So he'll just take off running after him. Word? <laughs> yes, bro. Bro, I never heard of that before. <laughs> bro, he's crazy, dog. <laughs> like he'll sit there with me and he'll be like, like you can tell he fighting it, and then he'll be like. I got to get that one, Slim. Damn. And he'll just take off. I'm talking about sprinting. I'll be like, bruh. Bruh, I remember I had this question, like, do do certain dudes think that they can get every girl? You know when they get drunk and they holler at every girl? In their mind, do they really have that, like, bro? I can pull her? Let me tell you, most men have that, and it's all ego. Shit. On top of being ego, they're insecure. Most men are insecure. They try to hide their insecurities by being overconfident. Hmm. It's like, bro, you know you're ugly. We know you're ugly. Yeah, you're gonna try to come off as an attractive person, so people will believe that shit. Mm. You don't believe that shit, and then turn to the <laughs> turn to the homies like, yeah, yeah, you heard him. Yeah, what you said. Yeah, you see, I'll be back. Like I'll be back. That could have been mine right there, and look what you just did. You know what I mean? Now she ain't even gonna walk back over here in this vicinity, like. Ah, oh, man, man, that's some deep shit though, bro. <laughs> Going back to what the dude said about the take, and then. Having some loud ass friends, it is a character base. So word out there to people, y'all can have y'all opinions from afar. But when y'all deal with people on individual level, just deal with them. This comes from somebody who at jobs work customer service and all of that stuff. You gotta deal yeah. with everyone. So be be easy. Um, quit catching feelings. Um, what's the next line? The pivot be easy. Uh, quit catching feelings. Um. You worth a couple of hundred grand, and I'm worth millions. millions yeah, yeah. I try to get that off. That's a, that's a good note to end on, though, yeah. bro. Until next time, man. Yeah, man. We always had the best chats, bro. For sure, always. And we out. We out. Truce, man. That was dope, bro. Bro, we we got the best chats.